Hey everyone, welcome to Shay's one-on-one in the podcast uh, for Rowan. Um, Hello. <clears throat> so, as you know by now, because you've already heard two of these, Andres and Saris by now, uh, these one-on-ones are meant to show the month span of time between the end of the attack by the Malsum and where we're going to be starting up pretty soon after this. Uh, so, since Rowan's last, you do, the audience knows a little bit about what might happen, but Rowan doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rowan, right now, we're going to start at, like, the start of your month off. Mm-hmm. And right now, the thing that was most recent and probably hasn't, like, worn off yet is the Malsum fight. So, mm. like, what is Rowan's, like, immediate thought process after that? I think immediately like within a day or two after you know that's what I mean by immediately like within the next oh month. I see within a, within a day or two yeah yeah like we're going yeah. to the end of the month but we're starting pretty early off okay so I think it's like just like a mix of emotions you know um mm-hmm. I think there's definitely like some like there's a sense of like confidence you know in like we beat it you know yeah, we yeah we we work together and we conquered our fears right um yeah. i can imagine that's pretty empowering oh yeah for sure but at the same time it's like it's kind of difficult because it's like it it was just a dream you know right and there's like a lot there's still a lot of questions exactly like exactly like as much as it it felt real and there was this like magical element to it, it was still kind of all in our subconscious and right, right. It it I'm ended sure, like, the... the hows and whys of how all of that felt so real is also on the mind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Rowan's just really Rowan is someone who's very interested in psychology. Right. Um. She she's a therapist, druid. <laughs> yeah, which. It's funny. Um, I just compliment myself on my own care. Okay, anyways. Um, she, she, um, yeah, she's just, she's someone who wants to, to help people and make sure that everyone's, like, doing okay, you know? Um, and so, all that kind of thing is really interesting to her. Um, yeah. Just anything having to do with like the psyche is super interesting to Rowan. And so yeah, there's this there's this mixed emotion of like empowerment but also like confusion and also like curiosity and also some fear because she knows that somehow Yeah, somehow the order is involved in this and she wants to know like how and why. Um, but I think that that's something that she would like to have the rest of the crew in on, you know, if they're yeah, going to, yeah. in, in, if they're going to go investigate the Order of the Red Eye, Rowan's not going to do that by herself. So right. I think so, that right, right now what she wants to figure out is kind of a little bit about how, um, uh, oh, what's it, what's it called? The Hypnomancy? Hypnomancy. 
I wanted to I wanted to call it like psychomancy or something like that. <laughs> I know that's, that's not probably what it's called. more like telekinesis and stuff. That's like a yeah, for like telekinesis and shit. Like yeah. Like Anyways, yeah, hypnomancy. She wants to figure out a little bit about how that works if she can. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got some bad news. Uh, hypnomancy is not in Kimshul yet. It's still very theoretical. Still very asylum enclosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so you may not have a lot of luck <clears throat> with like mm. actual help prevailing help I know mm-hmm. you have your mentor Althea who kind of helps you out a bit but even she's probably a bit out of luck you know mm. she's an older druid they're kind yeah. of the old way you know? yeah I'm sure so that like, all, the, probably... all the rising tech coming out of Asylum is a little strange to her yeah that's true I'm, I feel like Rowan would ask any any person she knows knows about magic. You know, anyone she sees is wise. She would probably ask them about it, try to bring yeah. it up casually, and just is always kind of met with the same thing of, like, what's that? Althea <laughs> uh, may have a rough idea, because she's, you know, a bit older, a bit wiser, has a bit of an idea of how magic works. Mm-hmm. But, like, arcane is not her thing. I see. She's a druid. Her magic comes from the world soul, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a different beast. I see. You know, you're pulling it from nature itself, and hypnomancy is like the arcane using the weave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a bit of a different beast, but she might, like, hear you out and probably took some notes. She's interested herself, but, you know, she probably can't give you much there. Okay. I don't know, uh, who else you'd probably talk to? Yeah, I think at this point Rowan's getting kind of desperate. She she'll just talk to anyone she can about it, even if she knows they probably won't know anything. It's just something that's on her mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you going where I think you're going? Because like, uh, when possibly? people are stressed out and they have they have stuff on the brain, they kind of go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, she probably would, yeah. I mean, Throgmorton is her best friend, so... Okay, let's yeah. play that out a little bit. Rowan tells Throgmorton. Bearing in mind that he's literally just a cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just doing that thing that I've definitely never done in my life, where she's kind of just talking, like to get things off of her mind knowing that he probably doesn't care <laughs> but like hoping maybe he'll have any like some kind of input i think throg like after a certain point after maybe after the point of and then it turned into a fucking dragon uh-huh i think he kind of like his face has gone from oh this is a cool story to like the concern meme <laughs> And, like, when you finish, he's probably just like, Rowan, Rowan, <clears throat> Rowan, my friend, are you okay? I know you hang out with Janice. Are you sure you didn't do some weird shit? <laughs> this, this does not sound real. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I got some kind of secondhand smoke or something, but <laughs> no, I... I don't think so. I was with Kalem and Sari and these two uh, 
well, they call themselves hypnomancers, uh, Theo and, yeah, Theo and Valerian, and it just, I don't know, it, it felt so real. He's, like, cleaning a, a, a you know, glass as he's talking to you. He's just like, mm-hmm. well, uh, shit, man, <laughs> that's a story. He puts, like, the cup down, just goes, I mean, you guys have done some pretty crazy shit. The hags being primo example, you know? But, like, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a heavy task, my dude. <laughs> I know, and that's... See, I've been asking so many people about this, trying to find out anything that I can, because, to be honest, I don't know how real it was. It, I mean, if you were to ask Sari or Kalem, they'd probably say they went through the same experience, which tells me that it wasn't just a dream. Right. But, you know, magic does exist in this world. Are you sure it wasn't like a programmed illusion? It could have been. I mean... I don't know. I, do, to be do, honest, okay. Theo and Theo and Valerian seemed a little bit shady when we first met them, but I don't know. They seemed like nice people by the end of it. So no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm I'm being skeptical because it's in my it's in my nature. All right, I'm I'm the bartender. I hear crazy stories all the time. So yeah. being, pardon being a little bit of a of a cynic. It's sort of in my blood now. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But, I just No, no. I Look, Rowan. For all the shit I give you, I do believe you. Like that doesn't sound beyond the realm of possibility in this world, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess... hell, hell, I have skeletons and ghosts coming into my bar on occasion just asking me what's up. <laughs> yeah, that's something I've had to get used to as well. I, I mean, don't know. They're not posed. They're they're chill, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Lothor. Lothor's pretty well, chill. Lothor's nice. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the company. It's just like, you know, a little weird. Just a bit. Just a touch. So I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you what you what happened to you isn't real. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it sounds like. It sounds like you know who you got to talk to, my dude. That's true. He picks up another well, cup. Like puts it under, maybe a sink, cleans it a bit. Do you think? Do you think maybe I should try to reach out to Theo and Valerian? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Okay. Uh, I met them like once. Yeah, but um, I mean, Caleb had to get in contact with them in order to bring them out there. Yeah, that's true. I don't have their numbers on Stone of Far Speech. Caleb probably does. Or at least, like, how to mail them. That's true. That's true. I could say I could probably send them a letter. You yeah, have any? I, there's probably nothing. They'll a. They'll probably appreciate it. You know, they probably don't get a lot of like thank you notes in the mail. That's true. That's true. Um, do you have any paper or pen or? I mean, I don't want to write a house. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm a little bit anxious. No, Rowan, I'm giving you shit, but I, I get it. I get it. Just, I think you need to breathe a little. Maybe take it a couple days. 
know, write that letter when you're in a bit of a clearer state of mind, when you know what you want to say. I know. It's just... The... I saw some things that I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And... This this creature in the dream, the, the mousum, <clears throat> it said some things that have stuck with me. It, Bad dreams do tend to do that. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's like, it gave some kind of warning. It told Calum that something big was coming, and, and its eyes, I... <laughs> It's the same group that was working with the hags. There's there's so much more to this than we think there is. Something is coming, and I just... <laughs> Rowan, I get it. Remember where you are. In a bar? And, like, he just kind of... You just kind of look around, you see, like, happy kids running around and families eating dinner. And Thrall kind of gives you the eyes of, like, maybe somewhere else is the best place to talk about conspiracy like this. Yeah, okay. Look, I get off my shift in half an hour. Do you want me to come by your place after? We can talk a little more in private. If you, I mean, if you don't mind. I, I, I know that you're just trying to do your job, and I'm no, no, going Rowan, off, but... Rowan, we're friends, and I want to help you through this. You gotta know, A, I'm a little limited in what I can do. Mm. B, you gotta, like... This is... I'm a bartender. Reading the room is my class, if you will. My skill. <laughs> I, I have expertise in reading. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, tell when someone's too drunk and tell them that they should stop drinking. <laughs> I have to, like, you know, there's a lot of... Social things I have to manage. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not trying to tell you to stop. This sounds important, and I do believe you. Keep that in mind. I believe you 100%. Okay. But we're in a social situation where if we start <laughs> talking about a conspiracy involving the hag, we mm. could cause unwanted uproar. That's true. You're right. Okay. Okay. <sighs> it's okay. been a few, like, it's been quite some time since the Frost Curse came and went. You know? People mm-hmm. caught on to, if people started thinking, like, hey, there's another thing and Caleb's hiding it. Oh, no, I definitely wouldn't want them to think that Caleb was hiding it. I just... Right, but, you know, gossip goes in this place. Exactly. <laughs> Especially here. Yeah, you know, Fika- I mean... you know Fikasha. Yep. Tachi's gotten better at it, but yeah, Fakasha's Fakasha. <laughs> so Yeah, okay. I can say? I can half an hour from now I'll swing by your place. I'll I'll put Tati in charge of the bar. She'll be fine with it. She takes night shift. And we'll just mm-hmm. chat in private for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't stay too long, but I'll try my best, alright? Okay. Thank you. You're a good friend. Thank you, and I'm I'm sorry if I kind of tried to shut you down. I, no, I really, no, it's I really believe you. No, it's trust me, it's fine. Honestly, I <laughs> I'd like to just breathe and talk about something else for a little bit now. All right, 
And he just kind of, like, puts the, a mug down, hands you a drink, and just goes, like, don't drink too many of these, because I do need to hear the serious situation, you know, in a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. And he just goes, like, so how are things with Janice? I know you guys are pretty happy. She blushes a little bit, because she's, like, thinking back to that dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, yeah, things have been going pretty nicely. That's nice to hear, Rowan. He kind of, like, puts down another glass. He's just like, fuck, I've had to clean a lot of these. <laughs> uh, now it's a plate now, because the DM just realized variety is the spice of life. <laughs> and he just goes like, alright, Rowan, maybe go get, go get a head start on me. They're pretty quick. Maybe go pet Coco for a little, take a breather, and then we'll mm-hmm. talk, alright? Coco By the way, how so big has Coco now. gotten? I was just about to say, Coco is huge. I, mean, I might need to, like... I mean, she's probably, like... I mean, comparatively to you, yeah. Comparatively to, like, a human, they're probably, like, Great Dane. Yeah, but... Big dog, I mean, you know? Yeah, but still, that's... Great Danes are huge. Yeah. I... <laughs> I mean, I'm in. This is Shay speaking. I'm like five two, so to me, Great Danes are enormous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a halfling in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I've I've been trying to look into building some kind of area for for Coco to stay in since my house is getting a little bit too small. Um, might. You know any carpenters in town might be able to help me build some kind of giant dog house or fenced area? Uh You know, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, I'll get you something more sturdy when I get uh, when I come around. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll I'll do some asking. Uh, Mm hmm. See if any. See if there is a carpenter I can think of. Try and rack mm-hmm. my brain a little, you know. In, mm-hmm. in, and then when I come over to hang out, I'll uh, I'll tell you what I got. All right. All right. Oh, you know, uh, I I know I know I said that I I didn't want to. I wasn't going to talk about this anymore. But um, Basil is a is a warlock, right? That's correct, yeah. We keep that under the rug, but yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Do you think he'd know anything? Uh... Tell you what, I'll bring him with me, okay? (laughs) Do you think that's a good idea? I know he can be a little bit jumpy. I've been working with him. I think I could get him out of his room for a little bit. All right. I've been meaning to talk with him more. I was hoping um, I'd... Yeah, yeah, I'll bring him with me. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to you later, Rowan. I gotta go. And he starts, like, walking... <laughs> okay. So, we'll cut to your, your place a little later. Mm-hmm. You've probably, like, given Coco some dinner, some meat. Mm-hmm. I've given, like... Coco probably eats a lot. They are a growing guard, Drake. Yeah. Ro- like, 
<laughs> I was going to say that Coco probably eats more than Rowan does, but then I remembered that Rowan is a half And that is statistically <laughs> untrue. Yeah. Yeah, halflings have, like, what, third breakfast, fifth brunch, fuck you, I'm eating now? Oh, they're living their best life. <laughs> fuck you, I'm eating now time. <laughs> I have that. Uh, so, um, yeah, Throckmorton comes in with Basil, and I think this is the first time I ever get to describe Basil. Yay. He's, uh... He's I know, about- we've recorded like 25 episodes. And he and was in episode just- one. That's true. He's about five foot four. Uh, got a bit of a hunch to him. He has glasses. Uh, pretty, like, I wouldn't say Einstein hair, but pretty messy. And it's like a dark <laughs> black. Like, unkempt. I wouldn't go for uh-huh. Einstein, but incredibly unkempt, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Probably kind of, pretty slim, kind of skinny. You can kind of mm-hmm. see his arm bones, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, in like a, not in like a horror way, but you know, you've seen, you've seen him. Yeah, he's just a skinny dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seemingly walks kind of weak in the knees. Um, cool. Got a bit of a cape to him, but it's pretty tattered. And he just has like a regular outfit. Uh, his eyes are green. and. Um, he's got, like, paler skin. Why does he look exactly how I imagined him to? This is crazy. Anyways. Uh, he would sit down just like, oh, uh, um, hi, Rowan. I haven't really gotten out of my, my house a lot, but it's nice to see you. And he hands you, like, a shaky hand. <sighs> I love him. I want to protect him. I I give him a sweet smile and I shake his hand. He kind of smiles back and just sits down and Throg just kind of pats him on the back and says, good job, bud. Thank you. Oh my god, I love him so much. You haven't uh, noticed, I have a weakness for nervous characters. I just want (laughs) to hug them all. Uh, Throg sits down just kind of, you know, just kind of waits for Rowan to like, initiate, you know? It's just like, so, uh, what's on the mind, Rowan? She, like, is about to start talking, and then she glances over at Basil, and is just like, oh, shoot, this might scare him. How do I, how do I phrase this nicely? Basil just kind of blinks and just goes, knowledge of the dark arts is not out of my sight, Rowan. I, (laughs) I tend to fear more interaction with normality than with the dark. So, thing, things of a, shall we say, creepy nature are my second. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Alright, then. I guess I'll just go right into it. Um. We're all ears. We're, we're not actually all ears. We're not a, we're not an Eldritch abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she, like, laughs kind of awkwardly. Okay, um, so, my friends and I had a very strange dream, and she would go on to tell them about everything that happened in the dream, and the Malsum, and the Order of the Red Eye, 
and the hypnomancers and d- all the same stuff that she told Throgmorton. Yeah, okay. Uh, Basil would nod kind of understandingly and just go, it, it sounds like someone tap into the plane of dreams with a construct of sorts, yes? A, a mystic construct, uh, similarly to a, similar to a golem, different incantations. Similar to a what? A golem. Mm. Or, uh, it, it, it's artificial, is my point. Throg mm. kind of gives Basil a bit of, like, a side eye of, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Top marks, basically. He just kind of gives you a soft nod. <clears throat> Rowan also kind of nods, like, "Yes, like I've I found someone who knows things about this." Like, she's listening very intently to him. So you you do know what a golem is, Rowan? Correct. And you notice as he starts talking, better kind of leaves him. Oh. You you do know what a golem correct? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a being of stone or metal or if you're feeling rather, if you're feeling especially evil you could go flesh but I don't know why you would. <clears throat> mm. But basically it is a unliving construct that has brought life, a, a form of life with magic, an artificial existence. Like a, like a clockwork device made by a the mm. gears spinning inside of it are magic machine mm. does that make any sense yeah yeah it does it, it sounds like your uh Malsum, was it? Uh, mm-hmm. is something of that sort perhaps summoned by a ritual of some kind uh created and recreated mm. yeah it said something like that it, yeah, it talked about that. I, it's, every time it appeared in a new dream, it was like it was born again. It honestly, when we killed it, it was almost like it wanted us to. Well, I mean, put yourself in that sh- those shoes. Imagine being created for the sole combat, dying, and then being recreated to repeat your cycle. Oh, wow. I almost kind of feel bad for it now. I shouldn't, after everything it did. It was carrying out its programming, if you think about it. Hmm. Throb just kind of sighs and goes, So you gave your... They gave the... To have existential thought. Yes. Why? Yeah, why? Well, you got me. You would be creating something that would have to think about these existential questions, and you would be creating an imperfect weapon. Something almost designed to fail. Carry out its programming, but asking these questions would eventually lead it to the same place you were talking about, longing to end its cyclical existence. Because it knows. It, it appears to me, 
that it was built either imperfectly on accident or it was designed to fail. Why would the Order purposely make something that would fail? Maybe the point wasn't killing you. I think Rowan's like eyes widen a little bit. Is there anything else that they're that group is for doing? Like, you think back to the hags, was there any weird behavior? Yes, I suppose at this point, connecting any dots we have would be of use. Mm. I. Roll intelligence. Because there's something that maybe after so many months of recording, Shay may have forgotten, but could, could pop up in Rowan's mind. Mm. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's a 15 plus... You said insight? Yeah, yeah, I said intelligence, okay. but insight makes sense, actually. Okay. 15. Uh, that's an 18. Your mind goes back to Granny Tripley. Mm-hmm. And how she let herself die. Mm. Claiming that their job had already been done. That it wasn't about killing you, that it was about causing fear in the town. Mm-hmm. Really, when you struck at the heart of the coven, that was when their plan had failed because you had given them. We'd given them what? Hope. Mm. She mentioned how their plan well and truly failed the moment that the town rose up against the Knoll invasion. Mm. But that they weren't expecting to win, they were expecting to cause chaos and fear and then essentially just let the rest of itself out. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I think that Rowan would explain that to them and then kind of also um, just make the comment of it seems like whatever the Order of the Red Eye is some strange group or, or cult or whatever it is their purpose seems to just be spreading fear it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, there has Not to be something deeper than that, you know? Basil kind of crosses his arms, seemingly off-put, and throughout, there's, like, some awkward silence. Throughout, just kind of goes, spit it out. When you're dealing with things beyond comprehension, it doesn't have to make sense. It kind of just works. If that makes sense. Sometimes he kind of says, speaking from personal experience, and you just kind of see his eyes green to black as the eldritch blast forms in his It mm. dissipates and his eyes revert. Sometimes the thing creatures a bit beyond planar system may want you to do, may seem bizarre, but they think much longer term 
it is entirely possible that the Order of the Red-Eyes plans have no clear motivation until thousands of years from now. But, but for all we know, the Order is tiny. It doesn't have to be big. Any demonic cult can just pop out of nowhere. Right? Or something more eldritch. It's, it's entirely possible we're just dealing with a rubble cult who thinks they found a demon but have truly found a, a great old one. What? It's entirely possible we're just dealing with a cult that messed up. Wait, 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 wait. So, you're implying that this, this cult that's been terrorizing this town yes. could be following some kind of eldritch being? Possibly. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility, Rowan, especially when you're dealing with something like this. Basil's got a point. I mean, we don't know. We really don't know enough to make a definitive conclusion. As of right now, the only times we know the Order have shown their face, the hags and the mouse, and both times the plans have been pretty half-baked. It's, it's true. Maybe... Maybe, to, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just getting worked up over nothing. <laughs> Not to be overly analytical, Rowan, but I feel like we need more data before we can make definitive conclusions. <laughs> I'm not saying we go to the order. It's entirely possible that this seeming incompetence is part of the plan, but it's also entirely possible that it's incompetence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... It... Okay. <laughs> Rowan is like very nervous now. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried, Rowan. I think I think you were handling it best before the Malson. We don't know enough to make a definitive choice on the matter. And I'm certain if any more information about the matter arise that Prince Calum will tell a member of the Night Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throgmorton just kind of nods and just goes, for now, the best thing we should go off. For now, the best thing we have to stand on is that both times they've attacked, they've failed spectacularly. You can be a bit of a conspiracy theorist and say it's all part of the plan. There's no seeming ramification. The Malsum's defeat, none of us, besides the people in this room, the people who took part, know that the Malsum exists. It's true. It's it's true. I just I don't know. With with the warning of of greater things to come, it makes me think that there's something more. But uh, it's 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 also entirely possible that it's not. Well, I, think, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I just. I would. Basil just kind of cast the spell Mage Hand, and the Mage Hand touches your your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, there's a difference between prepared and scared. 
consumed. It is good to be prepared. It is not good to let that fear consume you. So, be alert. Don't be afraid. Thank you. <laughs> he nods and just goes, it's a lesson I'm trying to take to heart. Myself. She just, Frog like, Morton nods. Has, Frogmorton has been rather influential. He just kind of smiles and goes, I've been, I've been having them try and bring up a few customers here and there. I'm getting better at it. You are. Oh, that's really cute. Some things set me off still, but it's little more than remnants of a past life. Do you mean that literally? No, I, the, I've turned in belief sense. I know with all the talk of the eldritch, it, <laughs> just, needless to say, some things have happened, and I came to Timshul, much like others, to get away from it. Mm. But it sounds like this order is either a much worse, uh, it's either a very, very bad cult, or, and either way, it means that it's significantly easier to wrap. Wait, it's, it's either a very bad cult or it's a what? One that's just getting started. Mm. And if it's just getting started, that means it's much easier to snuff out. That's true. I, <sighs> I mean... I think... I think there, got you there. That's true. I mean, as much as, as much as they've scared us, their, their attacks have been rather, well, small scale comparatively. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they didn't send an actual dragon after us. They scared a dream dragon after us. It's a little different. It is a little different. I would. Throgmorn just kind of just goes. I wouldn't let it get you down. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Honest, because... Honestly, I've been trying to find out anything I can about this, and you've been a really big help. Basil kind of nods and just kind of goes, if you ever need to talk about this sort of thing again, find me in the back of the tavern. I, I will. Um, I'm rather not this sort of thing, and... I would like to lend that knowledge something more positive. I know! Why have I not talked to you more? Because I'm usually screaming at the ramifications of my patron's call. Mm. He just kind Maybe of has, next like, time the, I talk like, to you, we'll talk about that kind of thing. I... He just kind of has, like, the <laughs> smile of, it's fine. <laughs> but it's not really fine. <laughs> there is no war in Ba Sing Se. <laughs> Throg is just giving Basil, like, the look of, like, oh, boy. <laughs> We're gonna go now. Okay. Again, was... thank you for all your help. No problem. And it was nice catching up. <laughs> uh, sorry, Rowan. Agreed. Okay. I'll, the, see, the... I'll see you guys later. You didn't see it, but, like, Basil actually shook his head. Mm. Like, actually, like, shaking it back and forth and, like, you know, the kind the way, like, in cartoons, they will get out of something. I, you know, you know, like, 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 nervously, or, like, he was thinking about something else? 
Like, you know when, like, cartoons, when, like, they're thinking about something and they literally shake it off? I see. So he, yeah, so he was, his mind was on something else and he thought, shake it off. Yeah, and said goodbye. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Went from creepy back to normal. Hmm. I see. I think they were leaving, and Rowan's just gonna let them leave. Mm-hmm. I don't actually. Should I roll to see if if Rowan noticed that? Well, like it wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't threatening. It's like a, you know, your mind just kind of wandering somewhere else. And you just kind of have to bring yourself back. That's true, but I mean, like Basil was talking about some spooky shit. Yeah, and he did give you that smile. The, the there is no war smile. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just gonna roll to see if I if I notice that look. Alright, insight works. Yeah. Okay. That's Oof, Basil. Gosh, I'm actually in, in opposition and doof. What was what was his number? Sixteen plus two, so eighteen. Okay. I got just below that. So, so Rowan, you just kind of think his mind was drifting, and he just kind of came back. Okay. So yeah, the two just kind of leave. All right. So me jumping ahead a few. My weeks, house. Yeah, jumping ahead a few weeks. <clears throat> you probably. Uh, I know Rowan. Her downtime does healing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to roll me a d six. In every in. Every sense, physical yeah. and spiritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've got a few few peeps who might need that. So, roll D six, okay. and we'll see who walks into the office. Yeah. Sorry, I'm making all kinds of weird noises. I was like coughing, and um, it's a five. Okay, uh, in walks Zagreus. Oh, and he's walking in with a. Uh, Aetheril guardware. Okay. He kind of, uh... Oh, it's it's not... I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention this. Uh, He did find a carpenter for you. Oh, Uh, cool. They're a gnome by the name of Tystow. Ah, cool. Okay. So, so, uh, in those weeks, uh, he probably built you a doghouse. (laughs) <laughs> giant doghouse i was thinking like another thing that she mentioned was like a little gated area but yeah. i i also love the image of a giant doghouse yeah he probably built that for you somewhere in like your backyard or something Mm-hmm. so you probably have a it probably cost you some gold so this is why you're like doing some druid work to make it up you know Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway back to the back to the um Zagreus is walking in with the safe, and he just kind of goes, uh, ah, th- this is, uh, uh, hey, 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 Rowan, how have you been? Hi. Oh, I've been. That's fair. Uh, you just kind of see this kind of Aethril man just kind of. Kind of what? Kind of float over to you, and Zagreus just goes, he was a little shy. Okay, is he, like, injured? Yeah, and he's a little sick, too. Oh, okay. So I'm just, like, nothing too crazy. Yeah. 
That's a 13. Yeah. Okay. You you managed to, like, take care of his wounds real real easy. You, you got some hands on you. Um, mm-hmm. His illness isn't that bad, uh, but it's, like, it's more like a cough or whatever, you know? I see. Just, you you, you kind of have to tell him. I have to tell him what? He's going to need a few days before he can go sailing again. Mm, okay. And uh, he kind of nods a bit solemnly because I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, uh, for you to refer to me as Green. <laughs> I, if you ever need any, if you ever need any help with seafaring in the town nearby, uh, we'll probably be porting in more than once. So, if you if you catch us while we're while we're around. Our ship's name is the Prism. Hmm. Good Zag name is, for a ship. Yes. Uh, Zag just kind of nods and just goes, there's uh, Captain Red. and Hmm. He just kind Rowan's, of... Rowan's kind of, like, smiling, thinking about, like, like, kind of wondering, like, oh, I wonder if we'll ever go on any, like, seafaring adventures. That'd he be just, interesting. Yeah, he just kind of goes like, if you ever need any help with things, if prisms in port, uh, you work in, for your kindness, you can always ask for help. And we'll provide however we can. Oh, wow, that's really sweet of you. Thank you. He gives you like a curt nod, and uh, you just kind of see him. It almost looks like his physical form rolls up really quick, and then... <laughs> cool. Um, that just kind of says thanks. Uh, he showed up in, near the castle asking for help. I mean, we could have brought an alien in, but I knew you needed the help. So he told me to give you this, and he hands you 20 gold. Oh, thank you. That's really nice of you. Could be blood money, considering they're pirates, but I don't know. Uh... It's, I'm, I'm joking. I just, like, put I'm, it. I'm joking. I just, I'm joking. Like... Rowan. I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> He just kind of like has to, he actually does like the thing where he puts like his fingers together and stretches them out for it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm joking. They seem all. <laughs> she like puts it very carefully somewhere. Oh, like I didn't mean like it's made of blood. No, 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 no. Like she's thinking that maybe it's like cursed. You ever watch Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So, like, you put the money down carefully. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Rowan, I'm, I'm fucking. <laughs> I guess take no chances, yeah? You know me. <laughs> hey, uh, could you... How much would it be for if you can maybe make up a healing potion or two for in a week? Uh, yeah, I probably could, especially if I were to have some help from Althea. Or sweet, I'll be willing to drop some gold your way if you can make that happen for me in a few weeks. Sure, Tatiana might be able to help me too, actually. Doesn't your mom make potions? Who? Doesn't your mom make potions? She does, but I I just feel weird asking my mom for business. (laughs) You You know? I mean, maybe she'd appreciate it. I mean, look, I wouldn't mind making it for you. It's no problem. I'm just saying, maybe your mom uh, all right. Roll persuasion. Okay. Just like, just, just, 
get a feel for how easy you could sway Zag to that idea. Okay. That's not great. Um, hold on a second. It's an 11. The number was actually 10. Oh! Yeah, 10 is easy. It would have been pretty easy. <clears throat> okay. Uh, he just kind of goes, uh, alright. And, and, you know what? I get a lot of business these days, so maybe, maybe she'd appreciate that. I just, I just yeah, I mean, I, I can, just, I mean, I can, I can make it for you this time. I really don't mind, and I no, do need. I'll go talk this. To her. I'll go talk. No, no, no! Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> I need the business. Hold on, I'll do it for no, you. Just, I'm saying, maybe kinda, next time. He, he chuckles a little bit and just goes, "Rowan, Rowan, dude, <laughs> dude, I'm that." And he hands you twenty gold, <laughs> and he just kind of explains, like, "Here, I'm gonna ask my mom for a potion." But, uh, tell you what, do that, and, uh, maybe, maybe you owe me a favor. So if there's ever, like, a guardsman who needs a quick heal up, I can run over. Yeah, sure, I'll do that for you. I'll, Thanks. Yeah, does that seem fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next time someone gets a little roughed up in training, uh, I'll just let them know. I'll just have them That's say true. that I sent, you know? You oh, how's, Ma how's Mason? Is he okay? Will I have to see him soon? It might be him, but uh, we'll see how it. He's 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 living. <laughs> he kind of chuckles good. and just goes, "Gotta say, I'm a little impressed." And he walks. <laughs> okay. So roll another oh. d6. Okay. Yeah, they're they're little short skits, but they're, mm -hmm. they're getting you money, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're trying to be nice and then you realize that it actually is at your own detriment. Yeah. But also, by the way, Zag was a 5 or a 6, so if you get 5 or 6, re-roll. Okay, I got a 3. Okay, so you hear, like, it's been a few days have gone by, it's a quiet day in your... And matching the tone, maybe it's a bit of a rainy day. Not like mm. pouring rain, you know, the nice, nice yeah. drizzle kind. And you just hear a soft mm -hmm. knock on your door. What time of year is it right now? It's like about to turn and... fall. Yeah. Okay. So like that's why it's kind of raining a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's like, well, at this point, it's still probably like starting to be end summer. Because you know, yeah, it's like end summer, start of fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you hear a knock on your door, and it's a very soft, frail knock. Hmm. Okay. And you open. The I open the door. You see a very short, uh, sweet little gnome girl actually gnomish um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not sorry no she has little flowers in her hair bit of a pudgy face very short oh she sounds adorable kind of a pinkish floral outfit and she looks up at you and has immediately the steven universe star eyes <laughs> and just goes whoa it's really you uh, uh, yes? Uh, hi, M my name is Trila. It's, it's nice to meet you. Oh, hi, Trila. Hi, um, me and my friends, uh, you, you may not know them. We, we live, we live in the west side of town, and, 
we we really really like look up to you we sometimes play adventurers and i always tell them that i want to play you rowan's like blushing a lot like she's so flattered by this but also like it like you know when someone gives you a really nice compliment and you're just like i don't deserve this yeah thank you and she has like a little flower pot in her hand she goes i want to give you this i've been growing flowers and and i finally grew a tulip oh (laughs) rowan's like melting this little girl's adorable I, it's also kind of a application too. I would like to learn how to how to do druid magic. If that's okay. I know you're really. Oh busy. my gosh! No, yes, yes, yes. I'll. Oh my gosh! Yeah, sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll t- you mean it? Uh, I'll I'll see if I have some time. Do I have to pay you? No, no, you don't have to pay me. I'm not. How old are you? Oh, I mean, like I would have asked my daddy, but I'm I'm six. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't ask a six-year-old for money. Um, you know, but, yeah, but, but like you know, you pay for violin lessons or you know, swim lessons. True. Like that's what I was thinking this would be like. But yeah, I guess that's true. Um. I, I, I was, you weren't going to get my money. My money's in my piggy bank and no one can take it. She's so cute. Oh my god. Um, is there, are your parents around somewhere or did they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's name is Corbin. He, uh, he's a bit of a tinker, but I kind of always loved flowers. Oh. And then I heard about Prince Calum having a group of heroes and you saving the town and, you were helping people and saving the town, but you were also, like, making it pretty with all your flowers and vines. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And then my, friend ben- <laughs> then my friend Benedict was like, hey, I want to be an adventurer when I grow up. And, you know, he's really nice, and I wanted to play with him. And so I told him I wanted to be an adventurer. And I told him I wanted to be like you. And then I kind of started playing the part, and it's been really nice. <laughs> Oh my god, Rowan's about to, like, adopt this little girl, <laughs> but she doesn't know, like, like... Oh, by the way, she has, like, dirty blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, cute. She's, like... Yeah, Rowan's, like, really... doesn't really know how to react to this. Like... Like... I don't know, like, she... She knows that her and her friends have have done some adventuring work and like never imagined a group of kids would be your fam. Well, not really. I mean, maybe in like some like you know, everyone has those like conceited fantasies sometimes. But yeah, no, 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 I get you. But, but yeah, no, but like you're standing here is basically your self-proclaimed number one fan. Oh, yeah, no, Ro- like, I think that when they first defeated the hags and and things, like, there was probably a couple people who were, like, admiring them. Yeah, and, like, some, you, you know, it's it's been nice a long baskets. time. Yeah, and, like, it's been a long, 
<laughs> some like gift baskets, like t- with like a little note that says "Good job." Like, thank you for helping us. I mean, these are like not everybody here is wealthy. Oh yeah, no, I just just the I- fruit is probably like the most they can give. Oh no no no! I was just I was laughing because I like like. You know when you get those like business gift baskets with like, ah, uh, gotcha, yeah, like yeah, like no, like was, salted like, like salted pecans and yeah, like yeah yeah. I was thinking more like the neighborhood like yeah pie, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. But yeah, I guess I was the point I was trying to get to is just that like that probably it's been a long time since we defeated the hags, and at a certain point that probably like died down a little bit, you know. I mean, like yeah, and, th- I mean, and things have gone you, back to. It's not- yeah, exactly. So, a person might like give you a discount on something or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think similarly, I guess like similarly to Calum, Rowan kind of like didn't really expect to be treated any differently and doesn't really wa- want to be treated any differently. Right. I mean, this is this is obviously like really flattering. And it's a bit of an exception to but the rule because she does want to learn to be a that's true. This isn't like yeah. I idolize you. This is more like I respect your feet and would oh. basically be your like apprentice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, no, she definitely would would do that. Okay, I think uh, within a few days, an older gnomish man named Corbin would appear at your door and explain he's his father. For of course, thanks you a hundred times for for being willing to you know train his little girl. Oh. And he just goes like, I just, I would really like to foster whatever she believes is right for her. And if if this is this is right, I, I, who am I to say? You win father of the year. <laughs> I would just like to put them in different things and help them see what see what they want. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, would this just just to lay it out? Would you think like maybe a week for? Sure, that sounds perfect. Okay. Here, he hands you a stone of far speed. Whenever you have a day that you consistently is free, where's the... Alright. You know, I'm thinking, like, because of course she is still very young, and she Mm -hmm. would like to spend time with her friends. Oh, of course. So, like, would you think, like, three hours a week would yeah, I think that would be fine. Okay, I, I'm not trying to. I, it's not that I don't trust. You. I understand you taking. You oh no, no, that's. You know, she's still keeping her cool. Extended period of time. Of course. Seconds. Mm-hmm. She's excited about turning school. Oh well, she seems really sweet. I'd I'd be happy to teach her. All right. He just kind of adds, like, and for an old man's heart. (laughs) (laughs) Keep things a little safe at first. Mm -hmm. I understand you you kind of had to learn by fire, but I would like her to not have to experience. (laughs) Yeah, I... I (laughs) I'll, I'll make sure that her experience is a bit more... Pleasant than mine has been. I do trust you, Rowan. I don't. I'm not helicopter. I fully work. I just, I just want to lay down a few more my feelings. You know. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, would you be seeking? This is the last time out of your day. I would feel wrong. Is there anything I could do to help around here? I would. I'm a bit of a tinker myself. I don't know if metal craft makes sense of a druid, but I have been prototype. Hmm. If there's anything to help, I would. I am willing to pay. I'm wondering if perhaps there's an alternative form. Hmm. See, if someone if someone hadn't already built the doghouse, I would have had him do. Right now, I have to think of now. I have to think of something else. Uh, maybe like, I mean. A tinker could do, like, give you some, like, inner lighting, you know? Oh, actually, actually, I know what he'll have him, she'll have him do. Okay. Um, I'm in possession of a rather large guard drake, oh, uh, yes. and she, she has broken and chewed on a lot of my thing. I love her to pieces, but she has basically eaten my house. Would you mind... Fixing up some of my appliances. Oh! That sounds right up my alley. I would happily do that for you, Rowan. Um, I hope you don't mind that I may be bringing a lot of clockwork machines to help me around. I'm a bit of an oldest gentleman and reaching high places. <laughs> so if I have Trust. A, so if a couple clockwork androids that's the way I work. Oh! They're, they're, yeah, they're, they I, I mean... The, they won't get in the way, they're just there to, like, hoist my ladder and things like that. Sure, I guess. They're not... He, he's being, like, dead-ass. It's like... No, probably, I, no, I know he is. Yeah. He'll probably bring, like, one little work droid to hold things up mm-hmm. and like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ro- Rowan, like, isn't a huge fan of, like, Technology. Rowan prefers to keep it natural. But, um, I think that, like, whatever he needs to help out, she's cool with. Yeah, it's like, it's like if he was asking if he could bring a seeing eye dog, you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Like, she's not gonna say no. Yeah, yeah. Like, for him, this is probably, like, the thing that helps him work, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that comes to pass. He kind of refines your appliances and your chairs and probably keeps things pretty, like, maybe improves them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, makes them a bit more cocoa-proof. <laughs> more not yeah, like I'm... In the sense of, like, in the sense of, like, harder to bite on material. Yeah. And not, he's not, like, shock-collaring anything. He's not a monster. Oh, no, no, no! No, no, that he's not doing that. It's like, he's turning your wooden chairs into having, like, metal rods are, like, harder to chew, you know? Oh. Won't break. <laughs> I liked my wood chairs. But I think she's still, like, super thankful, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think he might, like, paint them that wooden brown, give them a coat, you know? But they're just like okay. They still match the aesthetic. Yeah, no, he's like he keeps the aesthetic in mind. It's just he (laughs) probably does this for a lot of homes. He just uh huh. He's just making it harder for Coco and still like comfy. Uh huh. In this episode, interior decorating. Why not? And you. That was like Andre's episode too. (laughs) Yeah, and then I put in the chat his clockwork that he brings with him. 
Ooh, I want to see him. It's in it's in our cast chat. It's a familiar like dog. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like if he needs something from his workshop, it'll get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And if he like if he needs a hoist, the dog might like have him stand on him, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of extend a bit and basically a ladder, you know. Mm. It's less like it's less. It's just like he has a lot of practical. I see. And like when he's not working, he probably just sits in the corner waiting instructions. You know. Oh, he's a robot. I think you know? like it doesn't have like, much in the way of sentience. I see. I think like Rowan sees like a dog and like kind of wants to pet it, but is also like robot. So it's like this weird. Like, should I pet it? Would it enjoy being pet? A few weeks in, like, maybe you, like, try it, and you actually see it, like, it moves its head side to side. It's like a <laughs> It just goes, like, it's pro- programmed to, to be welcomed to affection. I can't really keep an animal in my old age, so. Oh, that's really cute. So spark plug here is the closest I got. That's adorable. Oh my god, wait. Is his dog named Sparky? It's Sparkplug, but Sparky for short. That's really cute. Uh, and he probably does this um, during your lessons with Trila. Mm-hmm. So that way he can, like, walk her home, you know? Yeah. Aw. <clears throat> Sometimes a family is two gnomes and a robot. <laughs> so... And that's beautiful. So, yeah. Uh, you have an apprentice now. Oh, yay. <laughs> She's really cute. I'm glad you enjoy her company. So, yeah. uh, there's one more druid event, but before we get there, do you want to go hang out with Janice? Or do you want to do that and then go hang out with Janice? I... Hmm... See, like, I'm curious about what this thing is, but also, I do want to hang out with Janice. Uh, we'll just, this last one isn't too long, so we'll just kick this one out, alright? Okay, how long have we been recording for? An hour. Okay. Yeah, one hour. Okay. Most of the one-on-ones have been about two, so this is actually perfectly timed. So, uh... Okay, awesome. Yeah, so, uh, there's a... There's a... We'll cut that part out. <clears throat> cut that part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, your final event. Sometime between training Trila and, you know, your other work. And Coco mm-hmm. has... The chairs have become significantly less for Coco. <laughs> Yay. Which, I mean, it does bring a tiny new problem, which is Coco has become persistent. <laughs> so there's like bite marks. On, I will eat these chairs. So there's like bite marks on the legs, you know. <laughs> but it's it's better than having not having a leg. That's true. Um, who knows? Maybe it's like maybe it's like a good maybe like at some point Corbin gave Coco a metal, and she like chews. Up. You know, <laughs> like you know how dogs have like things like rawhide. That's true, but like that's so—it's not good for her teeth. Don't chew metal. 
She's a dragon. I know, but <laughs> she's not a like. She doesn't have dog teeth. She has like draconic well, teeth. Okay, okay. Can dragons chew through metal? Is that a thing? I mean, with jaws like that, would you put it past? Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying, you know. Like, okay. They, okay. Sure. Uh, it's probably. It may not be like steel, you know, but it's like. Uh huh. It's not like gonna break her teeth. It's like a softer metal. Uh huh. Rowan's probably like. Oh, uh, that's probably something that Rowan will do. Is like when she when she takes walks, you know, in the woods, she'll try to find like a huge like walking stick. And give it to Coco, and she just bites like straight through it in like a second. She's just yeah. like, "Well, well, all right." But this metal cool. rod has been keeping her busy for a few weeks, so you're probably just like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Like the the logistics of it are weird because it's not a dog; it's a dragon. Their teeth are probably very. I know it's so. Fu- we keep calling Coco a dog, but Coco is not a dog. Coco is a dragon. She's a drake. She's draconic blooded. Yeah, it's a whole new ball yeah. game, you know. <clears throat> yeah. It's not like a pseudo dragon either, where it's cat size. Exactly. This is a big creature meant for combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's like a pit bull dragon. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Adorable. So, sometime between. Oh, God, I wish that existed. Sometime between. Pit bull dragon. Sometime between. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I went off. Just all that. Um, I went off for a minute. Some, sometime in that time, uh, Rowan, you encounter someone who, uh, besides Althea, maybe one of your older friends. Mm-hmm. She's a Furbolg woman, older, kind of a grandma Furbolg, and her name is Rayoma. Rayana? Rayoma. O-M-A. Rayoma. Mm-hmm. She is an elderly Furbolg. She's a cleric. And she comes by once in a while to collect herbs. To collect herbs? Oh, no. Give you some. Oh, I see. And I'll maybe, like, trade, you know? Probably grow different things. Hmm. Yeah. I think Rowan's... Rowan... Rowan does grow, like, some herbs, but it's mostly, like... Rowan mostly grows, like, flowers and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. different... Like, her, her thing is, like... She's trying to, they live in this, like, tundra area, you know, and so there's not a lot that grows, but she's trying to figure out how to grow she's more these, of, like... It's, it's, a, it's more, like you said, it's, like, part physical healing, part spiritual healing. So like yeah, and, like, she's... Room might make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, I get it. Ex- ex- exactly, and she's just, she's also just interested in figuring out how to grow, like different yeah, kinds yeah. of plants in like cooler climates because like you know when she's not adventuring she just needs stuff to keep her busy and that's like a fun project is like trying to figure out how to like magically grow plants that wouldn't typically be able to survive in this episode in such, Rowan such a, cl- a greenhouse <laughs> exactly but like not really it's like she wants to figure out how to use magic to make it so that certain types of plants that don't typically grow in a cooler climate will be able to grow so yeah, that people yeah. can have them. So Rayoma's probably your, like... Like, Rowan freaking loves succulents, yeah. but there's none of those in the snow. Yeah, yeah. So Rayoma's probably the helper in terms of the physical healing. Mm-hmm. She, like, provides you some medicinal herbs and potions to keep in stock, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's her thing. She kind of has, like, She's kind of one of the people who. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she's coming with her son. A uh, mm. uh, about like young adult furbled glasses. Mm-hmm. Bit of a bit of a seemingly scholarly look to them. Mm-hmm. And his name is Adine. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit, he's a soft guy. He's you've talked to him before. He has like a very like professional exterior, but he is like, mm. he is a very good man. Oh, he's just he's a uh, he's learning from you know he's learning he's learning from who different like arcane schools and stuff. Mm. Basically, like, his mother is a healer and and how to like, aid her. With Cane magic because, because why he's never felt a divine pull. Oh, I see. Oh, that's sweet though that he wants to help out his mom. Yeah, so he's like, you know, like the prof- all these characters are so cute in this episode. I love them all. You know, like the professional doctor versus like the the soft nurse doctor, like soft grandma doctor. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the vibe these two give off. One of them is like a, an older, seemingly kind doctor, and the other one looks a bit more professional, but has a good heart. Aw, cute. So, uh, Adin, being a bit stronger than Rayoma, is probably like bringing in a cart, you know? Mm-hmm. And Rayoma just goes, Ah, oh, Rowan, it's been, it's been way too long. How have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good, actually. Gotten uh, some good business. I'm glad to hear. Adine just kind of pulls in the cart and just goes, that's the last of it, Ma. <laughs> Thank you, hon. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, he just, she just kind of smiles and just goes, is it possible I can save for some tea and a quick catch-up? Of course. She just kind of like tell, looks to Adine, would you be so kind to leave the list of ob- art of objects we've gifted Rowan on her table. Uh, yes, ma'am. And he just kind of leaves like a like a bit of a some sheets of paper that have like, you know, one count this earth it does. Mm. He just goes like, I did my best to keep it in proper order. If you have questions, you can always come find us in the infirmary. <laughs> I'm sure it's perfect. Thank you. Mm. I did double check. He's very punctual about something. <clears throat> so, Rowan, is there anything specific you require our help in? Uh, I, um, it, I'm, this may sound like a repeating question. I, I'm, we just want to make sure that we're providing things that you find useful, you know? Oh, of course you are. I use this kind of stuff all the time. She, Rayelma just kind of like nods and just goes, what he's saying is if there's a specific need you find in townsfolk, you know? Like if, if, if a certain illness is in the air, please let us know so that way we can work up an antidote. Wait, hold on. I have a question. Sure. How long has Rowan known these people? Because if, like... During the whole frost curse thing, I I I want to say that she probably met these people after that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, after that. But it's like okay, tell you that okay. The frost curse wasn't a like a regular. That was 
that was in the chat. Well, I know, but I was saying, like, if she knew these people then, that would have been, like, the first thing she would have done. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This was, she met them in... Okay. Like, Rowan was a bit of a shut-in. Yeah. So, like, they were probably the first people she outreached to. I see, I see. Okay, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but, like, the Frost Curse is, of course, silently on the mind of Rayoma because she lived, and she's also lived I see. Okay. So she's, okay. she's just like, so basically she's saying like, if you find out, like if a, if a big swarm of people come in saying they have hay fever, let Rayo mm. so she can work up something I, to help with hay fever. You know what I mean? I see. Uh, there was a, a ghostly pirate man who came, sorry, not a pirate, sorry, uh, a seafarer who came in with a bit of an illness. Uh, and I'll I'll be sure to hand these over to him. Ah, well, we're happy to know that our 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 help is going to somewhere important. Mm-hmm. I always find it interesting when ghosts get sick. I would think that that wouldn't follow you, but uh. uh, Aetheril aren't really ghosts. Eh, even still. Uh, Rayoma just kind of chuckles a bit and just goes, "Well, we don't know everything about all of our all of the amazing people that call this world home yet, but you know, it's true. That's always part of the trouble is all these different, you know, everyone is so different, and sometimes one medicine works for someone and not for another person." And, and just goes, "You know, it. sometimes there are illnesses that are just specific to." say dragonborn or just specific to gnomes it's yeah it's a complicated business but you know it's business Adine just kind of nods and just goes i've been thinking about that actually rowan uh, i would uh if it, mom is it all right honey you know you can talk about your project around me <clears throat> she just he just kind of nods and goes i've been working on a bit of a look, bit of a book that i would like to eventually publish and it's Essentially, it's going to be a list of the different things we come across that are species-specific. Hmm. Just, just so that way it's not a shocker for a place such as this. Wild, and strange, and beautiful people who show up. That sounds really cool. So, uh, I, I ask a favor. If you, for example, if you're an Aetheral companion... Um, I'm not asking you to check in on him again. I'm certain that he's gotten better and sailed off. But in in the future, if you happen to come across a interesting case, uh, if you could pen that down, and next time we the next time we arrive, if you could offer that, and I'll run some tests, and perhaps it'll be added. To- sure, I'll make sure to do that. Thank you. Uh, Rayoma nods and just goes, "If this works." It's- Something we could put in the infirmary. Something that all clerics, meanwhile, could have on hand. Yeah. This sounds like a great idea. Adine kind of smiles a bit, a bit of a blush from... Not in like the, like, oh, the person's complimenting me, but in the, like, yay, I'm being noticed and my idea is being praised, you know? Y- yeah. And uh, he's like, thank you. I, I put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's possible that this could go beyond Timshel. Like, 
doctors all over the place could probably use this information. I am hoping. I'm also trying to see if I can expand my horizons as well. Uh, that is also part of why I came with Mother this time, Rowan. Uh, I'm going to be traveling a little bit. Not very far. Just, uh, just some quick visits to other places. And, Where are you thinking of going? Uh, Waterdeep, Neverwinter, big, bigger metropolitan areas. Just so that way I can require more data. Not really my taste, but if you, you're looking to get big, I'd say, yeah, that's the place to go. It's not about getting big, it's about, those are places of high population count and high centralized numbers of people. So, if anywhere would have information about specific cases, it would be places like those. I see. I would also like to eventually, not, not this trip, but eventually go to, like, a dwarf kingdom, an elven kingdom, and see if, like, if they have in-house learned remedies. Hmm. Exploring different cultures? Yes. Seems interesting. Rayoma smiles and just goes like, it's been a, something that's always fascinated my boy, and I'm very happy to see he's acting on it. Hmm. He just kind of smiles. When I was a little boy, um, well, every good story has a bit of a tragic backstory, correct? <laughs> mm. <sighs> and mine was not so bad. When I was little, uh, the events of the Shadow War came to pass when I was a very young boy. Too young to remember most of the details, but I do remember one night. It was, it was when a white dragon attacked the <clears throat> And uh, I was a little boy, didn't know much, and our home was completely frozen over. <clears throat> there were walking half-dragons with shadowy breath, creatures from the Shadowfell known as Zaroswall. <clears throat> Rayoma nods and just goes, I was younger than I am now when it happened. Well, it was a scary time, but Caleb and a group of adventurers came <clears throat> There was a Thurbulk druid part, you see. Hmm. His name was Nora. He was a much older... Well, he was actually quite young for a Thurbulk. He's probably much older now. Hmm. Um, but he, in the wake of the tragedy, created small plant-based, rather silly to say out loud, but they were hammocks. Hammocks? Basically, places to rest your head and sleep. Oh, I see. Adin nodded and just was, I was a very young man when that happened. Seeing his kindness sparked something inside of me. Hmm. I, I wanted to help people. He did, but uh, <clears throat> I'm a bit of a sickly furbolg myself. The life of an mm. adventurer was not my calling. But I realized mm. there's so much we don't and so much we don't understand about the world. That's where I got started. Mm. Mother ran the infirmary, and I began to take notes. And now I'm going to Waterdeep in a few weeks. I'm going to be there for about a week, turn as soon as I'm done. Uh, prepare again. We can never return and then return for a few months. Plan my next moves. 
But in that time, I'm planning to give some other, uh, you know, some other uh, healers of the sort and gain any knowledge I can. Port it back to Tim Shull and maybe the world. Hmm. Sounds really exciting. I wish you well on your travels. Thank you. Uh, Ray almost smiles and just goes, "Ah, It's amazing how even tragedy can spark the best in people. Rowan smiles at that. We've taken some time. Sorry, Rowan. Wait, sorry, what did she say? Uh, we've taken so much of your time. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, plus, That's all right. The, the infirm illness waits for no furbolg. <laughs> we hope it's you true. enjoy everything that's there, Rowan. Uh, do come by sometime. While uh, Adine is away, I will need company. <laughs> of course. Thank you, Rowan. I look forward to it. So do I. Maybe, <gasps> maybe I can take you tour to a to a show there's always there's always bard groups putting on something nice and oh it's been a long time since i've heard music like that oh. if, if there's something in the neighborhood we'll we'll see if we can go mm-hmm. did, you did you know that my uh hmm? my brother's actually come to town a couple of times he's a bard oh what's his name ashwin oh yes I, I did see him perform during the Spring Festival. Lively time, that. Mm-hmm. Adine smiles and just goes, Mother's always had a love of music, even though she's never been <clears throat> very skilled. Thank you. <laughs> it's not like you can carry much of a tune either. Ah, it's the family curse. <laughs> the two just kind of stand up, give you a handshake as they walk out. And Rayoma goes, until then, Rowan. See you soon. And the two kind of duck their heads, because they are furbled. They leave. <laughs> That's true. My house is very small. So those are your druid events. Oh, have... those were all adorable. You have, uh, you have the possibility of some more codified information in the future. Apprentice and... So sometime between all of this, you and Janet have probably gone on a few dates, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and the, those are probably nice. Um, there is one day, though, I'm going to highlight. It's a little interesting. <clears throat> mm. You and Janice, uh, after, I'm not going to make you describe one of their dates to you, whatever happens. To, well, I don't care, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but you guys are probably returning back from nice walk. And mm-hmm. he just goes like, and that is how I left the Feywild. Wow. I, I, I feel like it's important to note he didn't actually say anything. <laughs> Being a shit. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't actually... He did not tell you the story. <laughs> he, went on a, he went off on a side tangent about squirrels. <laughs> He's like, he's absolutely shitting with you. <laughs> Rowan just like laughs. I think at this point she's gotten just like used to his nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I think she just laughs. I think she just laughs. 
well, one day, <laughs> we've been dating for a while now. One day you need to tell me that story. He kind of smiles and just says, I know. I already have plans for how I'll do it. Thinking like a campfire night a few, a few weeks. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds amazing. It's a date then. She smiles. It's around, and uh, for the sake of the DM being the DM, you took Coco on this walk with me, okay? That's vital. <clears throat> yes. Just, just hate to do that to you, but you brought your dog. No, it makes it better. We brought our dog. So, uh, it's around this point that you see a half-elf man. Uh, well, man's a bit of an understatement. He's like a, he's a man in the 17th years. Okay, so like a young man? Yeah, like starting to get... <clears throat> I see, uh, okay. Kind of pale. Uh, has icy blue robes. A bit of like... A bit of a gray hair already. And hmm. he seems to have like a back. Wait. Of... He's 17 and he has gray hair? Like Is he flat, okay? Like a silvery hair. It, you, judging by the half-elven background, it, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. So it's more like, it's not like an aging thing, it's more of just like, this is his natural hair color? Yeah, it's probably like fey, like magical, you know. It's like a, it's okay, like a pretty cool. silver. Cool, yeah. cool. He just kind of, and he has like stunning vibe. Mm. And uh, he has like a, ha- has a, a haversack with him full of like trapping equipment. Like a walking mm. stick. And he just goes, oh, hi there. My name is Tabitha. Nice to meet you. Janice, um, you're gonna have to say that name one more time for me. <laughs> His name is Haverford. Haverford. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, Janice, like, in a fluid motion, swings up to him and just goes, Good, sir. It's nice to meet you. My name's Janice. And over here is my girlfriend, Rowan. Hello. <laughs> I, like, wave. Oh, are you? He kind of, like, gives you both a look and just. Ladrin and a halfway. Oh, fascinating. Um, yes, uh, sorry. <clears throat> My name is Haverford. I am a half-elf. I am, uh, from... Tentown. A friend of who? I'm, no, I, I'm a half-elf. I am from Tentown. Oh. Wait, did you say Tentown? Correct! Uh, Rowan, you would know. Tentowns is more of a city-state situation. There's, like, little towns that work together as a fishing-slash-trading community. They live by a frozen kind of a bit further south from Kimshel, but still at the very frozen north. Okay. I see. Did you say a a frozen lake? It's like a a lake with, like, ice flow, you know? Ah, okay. But there's, like, some fish there that are highly desired. And so they've Mm. kind of made a living out of trapping game there and fishing and trading. Mm. People could follow that, that river up to Timshul if they wanted, but it would it'd be a bit of a river with all mm. the ice flow. Mm. But uh, Haverford says he's from there. You'd also know that one of the hideouts of heroic adventurers. Including, Rowan's like... Including a favorite of yours. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, Rowan's eyes just kind of light up when she hears this. Um, and I don't I don't know if, 
if they would notice that. Haverford is a bit caught up in. Mm-hmm. It does seem like he has something he's trying to get out, and like your guys' formalities keep interrupting him. You know. Oh, see. not in like not in like the mean way. You know the person who like wants to their whole spiel and then let you talk and you're just trying to have a civil conversation yeah 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 so he's just like uh, yeah. oh, uh, yes I <laughs> so well he just like kind of puts his hand up and goes like uh, excuse me before we go much further uh, I do I, I, I am here with news incredible amazing news news worth your attention all right then, we will. Sorry. Uh, all right then, and she's she just is quiet. <laughs> uh, do you have a a, a leader, a mayor, a governor, a prince, king, something of that sort? Uh, there's Caleb. He's our prince. Perfect. If you could take me to him, post haste. <laughs> okay. Janice just kind of gives her own the look of this dude's a weirdo. <laughs> Wait. She like st- she's like about to take him and then she just like stops. Like her eyes like get squinty and she's like, wait. And then she turns around. Real real quick, do you mind giving us the information? Ah, yes. Just so that where, just so that I'm, we know. Like yes, you know, for, for, for his protection. Of course, of course, of course. I wear on my manners, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's been so long since I've gotten out of where I stay. Uh I am here to tell him that the white stag is in Timshel. The white stag? Yep. Roll. Hiss. Okay. That is a seven. Okay. Plus. Um. It's a nine. Uh, nothing. Uh, Janet, however, seems to be a little bit, kind of gives you, like, he just goes, like, Rowan, Rowan. You ever hear, mm. maybe, here, let me put it in a way you may, have you ever heard of, like, the, the old wives' tale of, like, good luck charms, things like that? Janice is trying to probe uh. your memory. You can roll again with advantage. Okay. Okay, that's way better. That's a 16. Okay, you can check the chat in a few moments, but um, here's the gist. White Stag. They are celestial beings sent by the gods to provide guidance to mortal heroes. Their appearance is said to be an indication that great things are often. And those who are privileged to see one creatures will have an important part to play. The White Stag always appears some distance away in a forest or deep water, surrounded by life. These are rare beings who, if they appear, very good luck. And, oh, that's wonderful news! And finding one, the other amazing thing is, if someone were to find Stag, there is a bit of a chase. It will run into the forest. So long as you don't harm it and give chase, keep up, you are left with something that will aid you or a critical clue, something you're searching for. 
At least that's how the story. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. The white stag in a town is a sign of good luck. And it seems that uh, with all the trapping equipment that your friend Haverford is deeply invested in finding. You're not going to hurt it, are you? No, that goes against the tail. That goes against everything. I just have the, in case other creatures try to get away. I see. And you actually see that they're very, like, you know, like when you think hunting traps, there's like the big metal ones that hurt. These are actually way more, like, tame. Like ropes and stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And he just goes like, okay. I don't want to harm any creatures. I just want to ensure that the white stag doesn't get confused of other creatures. I see. Okay, then. Um, but I know it'll I be said. a. All right, then. Um, it'll be a bit of a walk back to town, but we can take you to Prince Caleb. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna do a bit of a scene cut to Caleb's quarters. Um, mm-hmm. Haverford has explained the story, and Caleb's eyes are lighting up. Probably years where Rowan. And probably, pro- probably what? For the same reason you got excited, Rowan. Mm-hmm. And he just goes like, uh, Rowan is an esteemed member of my night council. May I have a word with her? And uh, um, Haverford just goes, oh, absolutely. I did not realize. I'm so sorry, uh, lady. <laughs> I kind of like blush a little bit at him calling me that. Janice rolls his eyes. Not in like the jealous way, but in like the, God, this dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caleb walks you over and just, Rowan, do you know what this Well, uh, I mean, I know it means that we can have some good luck, and that's, that would be nice after everything. Yeah, uh, weird side question. How have your dreams been like? My what? Just your dreams. After the Malsum attack, I've been wondering if there's been any residual damage. Oh, um... Just if you've been having a normal sleep, perfect, done with the conversation. If you just had a weird dream, you know? I, I'm writing up to the, uh, the hypnomancer. Oh, I see. I actually also wrote something to them. I was wondering about hypnomancy. Yeah, um, that stuff's been on the mind for a lot of uh, If a white stag can provide a critical clue or some sort of good, powerful aid, then maybe chasing this one down is, is worth it. Especially rare. If, if this Haverford fellow is following him from ten towns all the way up here, he's been at this for a while. I completely agree with you. Um, as for my dreams, they've, they've been pretty normal since the Malsum. Good. I as a, as a to everyone involved. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I just feared that in the wake of something like that, there may be some psychological ramifications. You know. Mm-hmm. Just like. How about you? Have you been surprisingly, surprisingly well off? That's good to hear. I've been hearing some pretty interesting news, but nothing outside of. Oh well, that makes me happy. That's good to hear. Yes. Uh, but the stag should be our top priority, don't you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll never get a chance like that. 
It's true, and we could definitely use some good luck. Agreed. These are like thousand years apart, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're like shooting stars. They're rare. Mm. It's not just, and they're, they're existed rare, let alone appearing spot. Oh, I'd just like to see one. They sound beautiful. They are incredibly. I've only seen pictures. Mm. I would love to accompany you, but there's so much I have to do. Tell you what, uh, could you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. And he hands you, like, just a tiny little, like, a little, st- a little machine. He just goes, it-, it was a gift from It's a way to, like, keep images of things that happen. She uses it a lot when we go out. As a gift from Angel? Mm-hmm. It's basically a magic camera. That's cute. Uh, if you see the white bag, could you take a photo for me? Sure. I will try. Rowan. She, he, he kind of gives you a quick demonstration. He points this like stone out at something. And like. I see. Like shakes it a little bit and he hands it back and there's an image of what it is. Hmm. Of like the wall. He just goes like, you hold it out to the thing you want to see and shake it. The magic does the rest. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's one use. These little stones are one use. But then the stone, whenever you threw it again, he shows like a little stone. It's the same image. It just gets imprinted. Hmm. So if you take a photo of the white stag with an image of capture of the white stag with it, I'll, I'll get to have that forever. Hmm. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Thank you. And I'll make sure that I can I'll make sure to try and like magic locate it to keep on yourself. Sure. Might be like a cute talisman, a good luck charm. Mm, for sure. Uh as you two walk back, Janice kinda like pats uh Haverford on the back, like, this guy's a hoot. <laughs> what has he been talking to him about? He just goes like, Rowan, this guy's amazing. He's been telling me stories about how he's been, like, you know, traveling and stuff. And, oh, my God, dude, did you really trip into an ice float? I did. And then I took the opportunity and swam for a couple feet, for a couple miles. Oh, oh my God. Were you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm a quite durable man. But that's so cold. (laughs) Uh, When you live in ten towns, the cold never bothers you anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Is he Elsa? No, but I mean, (laughs) you give the DM an inch and he takes a method. (laughs) No, we can't have Sonic and Elsa podcast. He's not Elsa. I promise you, he's not Elsa. (laughs) Um, Haverford, like, there is one thing I should warn you. Uh, other groups, of course, will take vested interest in the location of the stag. So, we may come across some others who have its pelt for money. Mm-hmm. But, I have some magic under my belt, and this man seems well-equipped. <clears throat> and he made, like, special emphasis on quipped. Ha, ha, ha. It was like, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> 
Caleb just kind of goes, if you bring Coco, it looks like you guys got a pretty good defense party on your hands. How do you feel, Rowan? Ready? Venture? Yeah, let's go! Uh, it's at this point that Zagreus kind of walks in and goes, did I hear correctly? <clears throat> and just kind of pokes his head in. Captain of the guard, I'm sorry. He turns to Caleb. Caleb, buddy. I have to Besides, Rowan did me a big favor, and I have to pay it back. Caleb right. just kind of scratches the back of his neck and goes, well, I can't imagine anyone taking better care of a white stag than the person who's taken care of me for so long. Let's oh. Go for it, Zagreus. Uh, I'll have the other guards, and you guys should be back by the end of the day. Oh, that's really sweet of him to say. Zagreus kind of gives Caleb like the bro pat on the back, and just goes, <laughs> "Thanks, man. It'll be good for me to see." I know it'll be good for all of us. Oh. And he just kind of turns to Rowan and just goes, So, you need a, need a pretty tough sword on your side? Mm, not sure about a tough sword, but you could put your uh, moose tackling skills to a good use. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that moose anyway? Last I saw him and uh, Kestrel and uh, Throg's cousin went out adventuring. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I think you scared him away. <laughs> Did my job. <clears throat> yeah, he knows not to mess with you anymore. Haverford just seems like delighted and just like, oh, a new friend! Tiefling friend, too. I've never seen one of these, uh, Ten Towns. Really? That's interesting. It's mostly human and half-elf. <clears throat> Janice just kind of grins and just goes, this guy's cool. Rowan, I love him. <laughs> Coco is like, you know, kind of like seemingly excited by all the happy, you know, the good vibes. Oh, <clears throat> and so you guys set off. Nice. So yeah, because you helped Zagreus out earlier, and because you did the druid stuff first, Zagreus is part of your. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, hmm, how do we do this? Roll me a d20. Okay. Just a d20. A happy little d20. Uh, nothing can go wrong d20. <laughs> That's not good. That's a nine. The good news is we don't have to, we don't have to keep up the facade anymore. <clears throat> okay. As you guys travel about half a day's worth, you know? Uh-huh. You, there's a moment where Haverford kind of like tells everyone, oh, 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 oh. silence, silence, silence. And okay. you hear grunts and grumbles. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a deer. Uh, Haverford goes, we are getting incredibly close. Because I warned you that there was another group of people out for the stag, and I believe we found them. <clears throat> And I just imagine that scene of, like, the people peeking their heads out, you know? I see. And you all peek your heads out. And I think it's time I describe this little hunting cavalcade. Okay. 
a group of about five of these creatures. They what? are they are pale, like pale blue skin. They have white hair, and they're wearing mm-hmm. cloaks. You, um, your immediate thought, they look incredibly like goblins, but they seem mm-hmm. adapted to the snow. Hmm. They're snoblins. Did you just say snoblins? Yes, they're snow goblins. Snoblins. That's not what they're called. Their real name is Fraugashar, so pick your point. True. You're right, snoblins is very, is much easier to say. Yep. Standing next to them, like, there's about five of the creatures all kind of like grumbling and hitting axes against their shields. And you might even hear mm-hmm. one of them just like, in common, just whistle like, here, staggy, staggy, staggy. <laughs> We're here to give you the stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> and you just like, it's at this point that the thing behind them paid attention to. There are two creatures that are about humanoid size, but their faces are not human. They are draconic. They're not dragon. Their faces are too pointed for that. Okay. They're half dragon. Mm. And more specifically, black and purple half dragon. Oh. Two of them stand behind the goblin, seeming to like be the bigger boy. Mm. And two more with staves instead of swords uh, are like holding the staff in one hand and hoisting up uh, the similar to what Edgar had, the like moving chairs, you know? Oh, I see. Fancy. Yeah. And sitting on the chair is what looks like a bipedal dragon, but too short for it to be a true dragon. Like, their body's okay. iconic, but they're a biped. And they're Whoa! Holding... Whoa! Uh, He's very cool. He, uh, you just see him, like, point his hand out and just go, like, you! Stop that! You're going to scare them! And you just hear one of the, the little snow goblins just did you just blow a raspberry at him? Mm-hmm. You just see him, like, <laughs> seethe a little bit. <clears throat> if I was not being paid good money, I would ensure that your head was on my pike. Whatever. <laughs> if I bring stag. If he brings in the stag what? He'll be rich. Ah. And also, I'll be bringing glory to our mother below. But two, the half-dragons look at him and just go, like, You monologue a lot. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Haverford pulls you all in for a huddle. And- that creature is called an Abishai. They are devilish draconic. Hmm. Uh, allow me to give you a little draconic 101. Uh, it's a field of my research. And he, like, adjusts his glasses. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, the queen of the there are two types of dragons I'm sure you know and mm-hmm. uh, Zagreus nods yeah chromatic metallic one's good one's bad mm. uh, Janice just kind of pokes in but there's like variants like cool in the between ones Zagreus kind of put, like puts his hand on Janice's face and says, yeah but mostly yeah mostly <laughs> if you want to be <laughs> lame about it 
<laughs> and uh, Haverford is like, shh, 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 silence, silence. Yes, uh, the, the leader of the Chromatic Dragon, their goddess, is a five-headed dragon named Tiamat. That sounds terrifying. She has a head of each of the chromatic colors. Her power was so great that she was sealed in the hells a very long time ago. It's a bit of an anomaly since she's not a devil, but she is in the hell. Huh. A byproduct. Interesting. Uh, the Abishai are a byproduct of this anomaly. They are huh. part draconic, part devil. That also makes them all contractual, all vicious, all greedy. And I kind of feel like the next thing that you guys are going to say is we need to fight them. Zagreus okay. Is, Zagreus kind of puts his sword on the floor and just says, it's what I'm here for. You just see Coco kind of like, happily oh. waggled tail. Janice oh. goes, it's been a while since the old battle muscles. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to impress you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Haverford just goes, We do have the element of surprise. She, she was like going to make some kind of quip, but then she was just like, mm. <laughs> Haverford just kind of chimes in, Do have the element of surprise, and we could use that to our advantage. I say ambush. Jameson hmm. kind of goes like, I can provide the bush. <laughs> it's now really the right time. Haverford and Janice at the same time. It's always the right time. <laughs> Zagreus's eyes kind of widen. Oh god, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan just kind of shrugs. I mean, I mean, they're right though. Ambush don't sound bad. <laughs> but it's those half-dragons that set me off, Rowan. That's true, yeah. The black and purple is way too familiar. And he points down at... He points down at what? Coco. Because they mm. match color. Yeah. Yeah. They are shadow half-dragons. Oh. Spooky. So, Zagreus goes like, I'll happily take them out, Rowan, but... We better be talking to Caleb about this. Mm. If, if anything Shadow Draconic is in the area, best you know, yeah? For sure. Right. Well, let's talk <laughs> And he just kind of, uh, the Genesis kind of nods and goes, ambush time. <laughs> so, I, uh, I pull out Heartmender. <laughs> roll initiative. Yeah. So, because you do have the element of surprise, your first round will be a round of surprise. Nice. So basically, you Ooh, guys that's get a... pretty good. That's a 17. Nice. Okay, let me keep that in mind. This will hopefully not be... Okay. Cool. Top of the order is Haverford. With a commanding mm -hmm. 21. Oh, nice. Yeah, Haverford's a buff dude. Well... He's not very buff, but he's a magic dude. <laughs> uh, he's gonna... He's gonna be like, do I begin the ambush? Uh, actually, Aww. you just see Janice go, be my guest, friend. 
<laughs> he just goes like, hmm, well, I suppose we can begin the right way, yes? <clears throat> and uh, you see him uh, hold out his see him hold out his hand, and he, all right, yeah, let's do that. He's going to cast an ice net at one of the goblins. Nice. And this, like, snow out from his hand is like a crystalline. Pretty. So it misses a goblin. Uh-huh. But you know how ice knife works. Yeah, I'm familiar. So this silvery, snowy dagger and cut back to their little cavalcade. Snobble sees at their feet. What the? Hey, boys, come over here. And they oh, no! They all kind of look at it. Oh! So the three of them are going to be indexes. Oh, no. See? See? That's a five. That's, that one's going to pass. That one's going to fail. So two failures have passed, though that failure was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be. Or is that the DC? Oh, that's the DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to cast this second damage. Um, yeah, I know that, right? Mm-hmm. Four, six, nine. They're both going to be damage. So the two, the two that get like fully hit by this, still flying oh. backwards, and like they <gasps> they stand up, but they're very clearly bloodied. Mm-hmm. And the one that's left is like that didn't take full damage. Is like, what? What was that? <laughs> As a bonus action, actually, you just see Haverford is like prepping a prepping a reaction spell, and he just goes, like, "All right, mm-hmm. well, uh." What I got. <laughs> All right. So next up in the order, it's gonna be you, Rowan. Nice. Okay. So there's I'm the full the full numbers of this force below. It's gonna sound big, but you got them. There's mm-hmm. the Abishai. Hang on to the Abishai are two half dragon mages. So mm-hmm. there's two of those, five of the snobs, three of them are two of them are already bloodied. One of them's damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> there's two of the half dragons. Uh huh. Like the brutish half dragons. They don't look incredibly bulky. They're like, they're the muscle comparatively. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Essen- cast, essentially, this uh, combat is a lot of weaker creatures and not a big, strong central creature. Yeah. I'm going to cast Thunderwave. Okay. How are you? There's a whole bunch of target- people in like a small area. How are you targeting this? From where you're positioned, uh, you could probably like blast all the snoblins, or you could blast the shadow drakes of the snoblins, or you can try and blast the caravan. But that might. But considering the Abishai is sitting, could end a bad thing. Yeah. So you could see that was my that was my original idea. That was my original idea was try and blast the caravan. 
like okay, but, so there's like three points you could blast it's all the goblins a couple of the goblins and the big brute and the caravan like the, the two mages holding the abishai <clears throat> like yeah three points you can hit yeah my original idea was the um to blast the caravan yeah but now but now i think that since some of the goblins were already hit i'm going to try to keep, take down all the all the goblins sorry okay. i keep hiccuping i keep hiccuping i don't know why it's okay i'm going to roll some constitution saves is that right yeah okay they only have a one con, so that's going to be fun haha that one's a 19 so that one did well that one's a Aww. 20 that one's a 12 that one's another 19 that one's a 3 so three of the five are going to be taking full damage, and two of them are taking half. Okay. So roll nice. your... I think, I think Thunderwave is 2d8, yeah? Yes. All right, so roll 2d8s. You are casting at the first level? Yeah. Okay, so roll 2d8s. Okay, that's a two, and that's an eight. So that's ten? Yep. Okay. So I, two of them take five, and two of them take all ten. Okay, so the one, one of them is going to take five. They are not looking great. They are bloodied. One of them looks fine. And the three that are taking ten. Two of them, mm -hmm. like the blast from the Thunderwave, mm -hmm. is enough to knock them, like, completely dead. Oh, wow. Okay. And so there's a... Uh, Killed two. Two of them took half. So there's three left, and they're not looking great. Cool. They're like, and you could see them scrambling, like, what's going on? Haha. -ha. Successful ambush. Zagreus just kind of goes like, surprise, now let's have the element of my sword. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just gonna, like, run out there and charge. And just goes three <laughs> Zagreus rushes in. Yeah, and he just goes right to one of the half dragon brutes. Mumbles like something about having a rematch, and just cleaves them in with a great sword. <laughs> it's gonna be a sixteen on that. Oh shit! To hit that is do it. You just see this half dragon just like. Prow. Did he kill him? Is he dead? Oh no, no. But like. Oh, I see. It it hurt. Yeah. See, I was assuming that he had more hit points than that, but you just, the way that you described it made me think he just frickin' killed him, and I was like, whoa! Six, that's a fuck. Oh. 16? 16 points of damage. Nice. Uh, that's gonna be Coco's turn. Gonna leap up and just kind of, on the same path dragon, just to jump him. Nice. down real good. Nice. And Rowan, you notice, like, oh yeah, that one's gonna hit. That one is not. So one of Coco's bites is gonna hit. So that's gonna be damage. So these guys are, that one Shadow Warrior has Coco clinging to him, and Zagreus having slashed at him, not looking. Haha, <laughs> nice. He is bloodied as well. 
And it's Janice's cool. turn. And he's just, okay, Pink, I got you. And he's going to cast fellow to aid you. Oh. He just goes like, I will be blasting them very soon. <laughs> I got to, I got to, got to look out for you. Oh, I appreciate it. And I like give him a little kiss on the cheek. Cute. Uh. Just looking at his spells, this guy's actually out there. <laughs> um, he's just gonna prepare a healing spell in case that. Okay. So, um, so if you take damage, you you know he'll she'll be healed. He'll be healed. Okay. So now that uh, an end top order with everything accounted for, but starting up with Haverford, he's going to cast a ray of frost at one of them. Mm-hmm. Back him up a bit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That's gonna hit. Oh. So Was that a 20? What was oh, the it was a 17, but fuck, dude. Oh, okay. Ray of frost is 2d8, because he's 5 at least. 11 points of damage. That's not Brought down immediately. Nice. So there's only two of them left. Oh, awesome. Wow, we're getting through this fight quickly. Yep. Uh, your turn, Rowan. They, you oh. don't need to surprise them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do call lightning because that was really cool the last time I did it. All right, where are you where are you blasting this at? I think now I'm gonna strike the caravan. Okay. Uh, so you blast down at the. You're just gonna like yeah. try and crack this lightning down at. The... All right. Yep. Uh, what what save is that? That is. A I have to remember how that spell works. Um. Hold on. Give me like one second to look this up. I forgot Zach had actually. Attack. I forgot Zach had extra attack. He swung in again. My bad. Okay, you can actually, while I'm looking this up, you can have him do that. Uh, next up in the order, Zag. So yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's just gonna like swing again at this half dragon. Actually, wait. Let me see if any of the best. Oh shit! The rate, the range of call lightning at third level. Is up to 120 feet. Wow. So that's. Can I cast third? Wait, I'm level six. Can I cast third level spells? I believe so. Hold on. You should be able to. You're not level six, you're level seven. Oh, really? I didn't think I was at level. You leveled up after the mouse. Oh. Oh, wow. I need to update Rowan's character sheet. Cool. So you, um, you absolutely should be able to cast third level spells by now. Yeah, you have a fourth level under you. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, at third level, it the range of Call Lightning is up to 120 feet, so I can probably kill a lot of people with this. Is it like a 120-foot uh, cone, or is it 120 feet from you that you 
I think 120. Oh, it's 120 feet from me. A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius. Okay, so it's a 60 feet. Centered on a point. Yeah, exactly. 100 feet directly above you. The spell fails if you can't see a point in the air where the storm cloud appear. For example, if you're in a room that can't. Yeah, we're doing. We're having this fight outside. So I can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, five feet. Point must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d10 lightning damage. 3d10 whole on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay. So you are. And then on each of your turns until the spell ends, you can u- uh, use your action to call out lightning in this way again. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be the two. Uh, mate and Abishai. Oh shit, and it also says I didn't know this from last time if you're outdoors in stormy conditions when you cast this spell, the spell gives you control over the existing storm instead of creating a new one. Under such conditions, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. That's awesome. We're not under stormy conditions, but I will remember that for next time. That is pretty cool. So, uh yeah, who you blasting? The mages and the and the Abishai, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, oh, that's right, a freaking so cool we're... spell. I love Call Lightning. Uh, so they need to make what kind of spell? Constitution? Uh, no, Dexterity. Thank you. That one's not gonna work. That one's probably... When I'm missing that. One was a four, one was... 11. That one. Uh, Their roll was a, f- uh, a 14. One was that? Okay. So, no, you're, you're saved. Your spell save. Oh, my spell save DC is a 16. Okay, so. Uh, yeah. Two of them may just fail. The Abishai. Okay. How much damage are they taking? Okay. So the Abishai would take half. Yes. And then the mages would take full. So that is 3d10. So give me one minute. <laughs> First one's a 10. Okay. Shit. Second one is also a 10. Oof. Oh my god. And the last one is a 7. That is 27, 27. points of damage. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. So that's gonna Yeah, these mages are not looking good. And half of twenty seven would 13, Yeah. Something like that. Thirteen thirteen. Yeah, it'd be like thirteen point five, but yeah. Thirteen. Let's go with thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so something. Okay. Uh, one other. Uh, alrighty. So you just hear shout, pain, lightning bolt crackles in, and the mages. It just turns. What? What kind of gods are you? And the mages just go like, "We'll kill them. Worry about it." The two remaining. What do we do, Dadrum? The Abishai responding to the name Dedrum is like, you fight and you die. 
Um. <laughs> Zag's turn. Uh, he's going to swing in at that brood again. That one. I think that, yeah, that hits. Uh, it's gonna be. Okay, so. Damage. And. Extra attack? Actually. Yeah, because he has more magic. Um. He's going to cast True Strike, giving him advantage on the next attack. So, yeah, that's going to hit for sure. It's five. Twelve. It's from this guy. Oh, he's not looking. This one brute has just been, like, wise staggering. Mm-hmm. Coco's going to come in for an extra bite. Yeah, this one brute goes down. Oof. Yeah, that guy. Nice. One of the brutes go down. That. Uh, we are destroying these people. We are. Uh, let's see. Has one of us even been hit yet? No, that's the power of a surprise round, my dude. Oh, yes. Um. Next in this order. Uh. Next up is one of the remnant mages, one of the half dragons with like the staves. Mm-hmm. They're going to see that they're in a pretty bad condition, mm-hmm. and they're going. To... Okay, Rowan, I need you to make a saving throw. Ooh, okay. That's a 12? You pass. Okay, cool. Uh, You see it hold out its hand and shout flee, and you don't. Ah, it's trying to make us run away. Okay. It was going to cast command, yes. Mm. Uh, Okay, so it's done. Uh, It is Janice's. Jesus, guys. Like, this was, this was, I thought this would be a tough fight, but fuck me, I guess. <laughs> um. You made your characters too good. I did. Uh, Janice is going to pull out a scimitar and just cut at one of the goblins. Nice. Ooh, that's wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I misinterpreted scimitar as sitar. For a second, and I thought that Janice, because Janice is a multi-class druid and bard, and I yeah. thought for a second that he was going to hit this guy over the head with a musical instrument. Nope. But he cut. He like takes a sword swing, and other snoblin goes down. Nice. So that... that would be very like Janice, though, to just hit something with an instrument. It would be. Next up is one of the one remaining snoblin. Mm-hmm. Right now, their forces are one snoblin, one brute, two mages who are not looking great, and dead drum. Nice. Uh, so this one remaining snoblin is going to run to Janice. They're going to bite him. Oh no. That's going to hit. Oh no. Three points of damage. Oh, only three points? Okay, that's not that. 
Janice just kind of looks at it and just goes, like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, he doesn't even react. Yeah. He just, like, you guys that's funny. Seven, nothing. Uh, I just like imagining him with, like, a really, this thing's, like, hanging off of his arm, just super deadpan face. Yeah, it's like he turns to the camera like he's on The Office. <laughs> okay, so next up is one of the brutes. And it's gonna run over to Haverford. And it's gonna start making some acts. Uh, he's gonna swing his. That's gonna hit. Haverford has taken nine points of flashing damage. Taking a sec, and he misses a second attack. Haverford kicks the hit, looks at him, and like his eyes glow that blue again. He just goes, "Oh, you don't put your." Oh. Let me roll a thing. Okay. Yeah. He says that. He points to his like a uh, staff. He's Magic. With Wait, him. sorry, you're you're cutting out. What happened? Uh, he rolled good, <clears throat> so he just like holds out his staff because like I'm gonna fuck you up with my, <laughs> with my spells. Cause I am wizard. <laughs> wow, he's just so eloquent. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> um, Max, uh, the went up. It's the one other mage's turn. This is a pretty big enemy encampment. I, I gotta give myself some credit. It was a pretty mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a pretty tough fight. Haha, <laughs> but it's not. Um. Okay. I probably just jinxed myself saying that. The the other mage is gonna hold out his hand at Haverford. It's Haverford needs to make a wisdom save. Whew, buddy. Buddy rolled a five. See, I did jinx it. Goddamn. And uh, he holds out his hand to Haverford, and Mage just goes like, "Reveal." Oh, oh no! Haverford looks at uh, all of you and just goes, "I'm sorry." And he snaps his fingers, and the hum- the half elf that you saw, falls. Away. The knapsack falls to the floor. The traps scatter about and you realize they're not real or they're not dismantled they're dismantled traps his staff falls and there's no and standing before you now is not Haverford the half elven uh, the half elven man standing before you now is Haverford the young silver dragon Wait, Haverford is a dragon? A silver dragon. Oh my god. You may have heard stories about the silvers um, Abbott. If you've ever spoken to her. But you would know. Uh-huh. Silver dragons are the friendliest, the most social of the metallic dragons. Hmm. Silver dragon shimmers. Sculpted from pure metal, its face given a noble cast by high eyes and sweeping beard-like chin spikes. 
like, <laughs> stubble. <clears throat> it's cute. As the dragons approach adulthood, its color brightens until its scales are barely visible. A silver dragon grows older. <clears throat> uh, its pupils fade, and its eyes resemble orbs of mercury. Ooh. Silver dragons enjoy the company of other silvers, but their only true friendships outside of their rise in the company. And many silver dragons spend much time in human draconic. Silver dragon adopts a persona, such as a kindly sage or a young wanderer. And it often has mm. companions with whom it develops strong friendships. Mm. So you've been being oh. helped out by a dragon this whole time. Oh, wow. I Do I know that silver dragons are good? You did just hear him say that the metallics are good aligned and chromatic are T-Mots. I see. And I plus, see. Okay. Sorry knows about silver dragons, so does Calum, because Altrian is a silver draconic sorcerer, as is yeah. his father. Yeah, yeah. So, so silver dragons are probably like the one kind of dragon you do know a bit about. Okay, I see. I see. So well, this, I'm, this I'm sure that I've, I've read like, stuff too. Yeah. I mean, our we've had a lot of dragon encounters, so I think at this, Rowan probably quite a bit about the different types of dragons. Yeah. But yeah, so I think she, I think she knows. Uh, Haverford laughs a little bit and just goes like, "All right." I'll show who I am, but you've dug your own. Nice. Janice just turns to Rowan. We're keeping him. <laughs> uh, just see Zagreus turn back and just go like, Hell yeah! <laughs> Usually the bad guy has dragons. Now it's on our turn, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah! We have dragons. Tim Schull's become the island of Burke. <clears throat> <laughs> I was going to... <laughs> I was just going to say, but we have one thing that they don't. Dragons. <laughs> Except uh, that's not true, because we were... They, like, are dragons. You are fighting a dragon, yeah. Yeah. Like a dragon. <laughs> yep. You just see Dedrum see this and just go like... Look at the mage and just go, Imbecile! <laughs> <laughs> We can't take on a silver dragon. Ugh, damn it. The hunt for the stag will have to hide. We'll have to wait for now. Best I return to the order in one piece. Best you... Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What did you just say? <laughs> Goodbye. And he cast the door on himself. Ah! Ah! The half dragons see this and they're like, uh, "We." The one just goes like, "We've been betrayed. It's your fault." <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not gonna have Rowan do this, but a part of me, a cursed, cursed part of me, really wants one of them, maybe Zag or Janice, to lean into them and just go. This is the part where you run away. <laughs> the 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 couple of half dragons and goblins kind of like gear up the second half of the mm-hmm. and another that same dimension door pops in again and 
into the same spot walks Dedra, and he just kind of grins a bit and just goes like, don't think that this party is going to happy terms for you. Right. I think it's time you my pet. <laughs> the stag is nothing. I can take down one of Caleb's little pets, and I think I'll be tailed much higher in this ring. <laughs> Are they going after Coco? He was he was staring at you with that. I'm offended. <laughs> Come now. It's time to eat. What? And no! Haverford, and Haverford just turns to you and just goes, like, Now may the time for us. And uh, this, this Abishai laughs as a purple, whale winged creature just appears. It's a fine devil. Oh no. The Abishai laughs. Oh no! The Abishai laughs ah. a little bit and just like looks at all of you and is like, that stag is worth the good luck that it brings. Fade in time. <laughs> oh, this. Or satisfied. I'm taking my leave now, self. Mayor of the Night Council. Much. <laughs> Any leave? With another the, go- the goblins were right. He does monologue a lot. Now this like flying devil appears and it lets out this shriek. And Rowan, for a brief moment, your eyes glow white. And you feel yourself leaving this place for a brief second. You're not there anymore. At least mentally. You're what? In, you're in your home. There's a nice little flower arrangement, but it's not one you've made. It's like your room, but different. A little weird. Like someone tried their best to recreate it. Have everything down pat. Hmm. And sitting across the way from you, feet held up on the table, dark skin, blonde haired high elf. Yeah, know who this is. Wait, do I know who this is? I was, that was more towards the audience, but Rowan probably, yes, because seen her in the dream you look familiar i get that a lot nice to meet you rowan at least face to face i'm anna rowan like is her eyes widened and she's like taken aback by this did i did i like faint or something no don't worry about it. You'll be back in there and ready to fight in a few seconds, but <clears throat> we have all the time in the world. Be back before you. What is happening? Am I dreaming? Daydreaming. Yeah. Tried to tap into it. So how- see how it went. I'm not going to, like, die. <laughs> Am I? Like, my body's back in the material You're- plane. It's the- You're not going to die. I promise. I'm okay. here to help. I was going to wait until okay. it was done, but this is getting a bit intense. I didn't think that the Order would be hunting you down this fast. Didn't realize what? Dedrum was that fucking clever. You got ambushed. 
I thought we were ambushing them. Yeah, you did. Until that Abishai brought out a devil. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but you do have a dragon. That's pretty useful. And have one of those back in the day, and I see that Zag's kept up good work. It's... <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just... There's... <laughs> there's so much stuff going on. I... I... I'm not... You... Are you real? Yes, no. Yes. I'm a real spirit. I'm talking to his... Am I dead? No, I'm dead. Don't steal my thing. She gives you a wink. Okay, okay, um... Okay. Look. How am I talking to you? Dream plane stuff. Got it. Write it up in your report to Valerian and Theo, yeah? Wait, how, how do you know about... Have you been watching us? Totally. Look, I've ran through the same song and dance with Sari and Andre already. So I don't want to keep... Peep, I don't want to keep repeating myself, you know? Okay. Let me, let me cut to the chase, yeah? I think you're in a high-stress situation. And I think getting down to the brass tacks is going to be good for you. Protect your boyfriend, protect your... <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Oh, wait. Um, how much have you... How much have you been watching me? The important combat and saving of the world stuff, Rowan. I don't care about what you and Janice do behind closed doors. <laughs> okay, good. just making sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I watched the highlights, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm not consider that a highlight, but I mean. <laughs> I'm going to act like you didn't say that, okay? <laughs> so, look. Here's the brass tacks. You have something okay. you love. You have such a good life. Right I miss having a good life. I miss having someone I love. I... 50 years gives a gal time to think, you know? Sure it would. And I'm a bit of a proactive person. Okay. So I was thinking, this is the way I go out. And I've, I'm trying to ambush something, if you will. I'm trying to sneak up on it, play my cards just right, get the best results. If this works out, Rowan, I can be standing there with you sometimes, taking on the order. I don't know what we call okay. up here, the asteroid. Wait, sorry, what did you say? You know the order? There's another thing I call them. Some other people up here call them too. We call them the Let's... remnant. Why do you call them that? 
because they're what remains of the thing that killed me. I mean, think about it. The hags making shadow guard drakes, the Malsum turning into the shadow dragon itself, and now, and now Dedrum having shadow half dragon. It's not a coincidence. I know that's a lot to take in. But I want to help you. I really do. And I know how to do it, too. It's gonna All take, right. It's going to take a lot of help from you guys, but I know you can do it. I've watched you guys do incredible things together. I watched you go from a pacifist to a kick-ass hero. <laughs> I've watched you guys do amazing things, and I believe that we can one more bag. But I'm going to need your help. All right, what do, you, what do you need me to do? That red orb? Important. I've told Sari and Andre a bit more about it, but rest assured, that thing is a powerful magic item. Keep it close. Keep it under the vest. Don't let the order find out that you have it. Okay? Okay. Secondly, those half-dragons hide in the Arcanum. Part of the old town ruins. Andre told me it's no longer in commission. Started. There's a tome, <clears throat> an ancient ritual for something called the Bale Noir. It's my ticket back home. Mm. You guys are going to need to find that, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Thirdly, you got to keep Caleb adventuring. Why? That doesn't, we need a powerful mage to cast the ritual. An arcane mage. I see. Something doesn't work. So it'll still, be, it'll still be some time before we need to come back. I'm gonna, yeah, Caelan's gonna need to be ready for this. This is ancient, powerful stuff. Dawn of Time stuff. When you said that there was someone that you loved, I, I saw what happened during the Malsum fight. I heard him talk about you. He really misses you. It's funny. You've all said the thing. And Sorry, you you cut out. What did you say? Fuck. Okay, just you, we can cut that out. Just repeat what you said. Uh huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> she says, "Fuck, I don't even remember what you asked me." No, I. She said, um. Rowan said that Caleb really misses her. Nah. And what was her response to that? She says, it's funny. You three idiots have all said the same fucking thing. 
And I believe you. I really do. I miss him too. Mm. But hearts and rainbows gotta wait, you know? <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. All right. Look, Rowan, I'm gonna need your help a lot in the days and months to come. I'm going to need someone to talk to. And I know you're good for that. Mm. I don't pick nobody for no reason. You and I, we're going to talk a bit more than the others, all right? Except all maybe right. Andre. I do talk to Andre. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Might be a lot of me. But, <laughs> but look, Zagreus is there with you. Don't freak out and start screaming my name. He's out. Oh and no no no! It's a it's okay. You're... He's already going through a bit fighting Shadow Drakes. All right. Oh yeah, no, I I wouldn't want to do that to him. Plus, we're like in the middle of a fight. I don't think it's really going to come up. Fair. Maybe yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you more in the future. All right, but here, let me give you some help. And she just like a fiery, a blue fire appears in her hand. And she just goes. Wait for it. For it. And you're kind of shake back to reality. And from seemingly nowhere, a, fi- a blue fire just hits at one of these shadow drakes. Oh, yeah! That's, oh, that's cool. And that's a crit. Oh, my God! So the remnant bruiser just d- goes down immediately. Oh my god, yes! Just disintegrated by it. The two mages look at each other confused. The devil, like, spreads out its wing, but then seeing that happen, just look around. And Haverford just kind of looks to all of you and just goes like, go on ahead. I got this. <laughs> you half folks see what happens when you go up against the real type of dragon. <laughs> Stop monologuing! Oh, <laughs> I just Haverford. Oh, sorry. You can cut that then. <laughs> he just like breathes in very heavily. It's like, and you see this wintry blue energy turn up, and he just blasts a cold breath at all of the creatures. Awesome. They, constitution saving throws. That's a two. That's a three. So those mages are, oof, not good. That devil got a one. Shit. <laughs> cool. So they're going to be taking 54 cold damage. Oh my god, yes! Haverford, fuck them up! The two mages put up shields, but... And... 54. Let me check the Spine Devil stats. Alright, that's 22 hit points. This, this icy breath collides creatures and just they when when the breath clears they're just gone they are dead wow <laughs> sorry about that and you just hear him kind of wheeze a little bit <laughs> oh it's okay i'll i'll make you some tea later thank you <clears throat> Losing my voice. <laughs> he sounds like Silas now. Oh, much better. 
And that was Lothor. He just kind of wheezed a bit and just kind of shakes his head and just goes, Alright, to recast Polymorph. Half Elf is back. Cool. Sorry about that mess. Picks up his sack. Let's keep going, shall we? <laughs> we, we just like step past all these dead people. Yeah. Zagreus and uh, Janice turn to you and are just like, What do we do? <laughs> we came, we saw, we conquered. They kind of blink a little bit and just, Fuck, I'll take it. And <laughs> <laughs> Haverford just kind of smiles and just goes, I don't have many of those in me, so. I'd appreciate it. Kept things simple yeah. from here on in. I just like pat him on the back, or actually, I probably pat him on like the thigh, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'll make you some tea. Don't even worry about it." We'll, well be he's home. a half elf again now, so. He well, I know, but polymorphed himself back. Oh, but he's just still tall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, ah, just roll, just roll nature, I guess. Yeah, just okay. Because like you guys are like virgin. Okay. But I will say Zagreus turns to you and just goes, We're going to need to tell Caleb about this. Not like uh, yeah. Yeah. The shadow half drakes. That, that Abishai Dedrum name dropping the order like that. Mm hmm. I kind of like, I almost want to say, like, there's one other thing I'm gonna have to tell him too, but Anna did tell me to to not tell Zag yet, so I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, where's my the uh, nature was 12, 13, 14, 15, 15. Whew, nice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm yeah. a druid. I guys... hope I'm good at nature. <laughs> You guys eventually find the stag, and after giving brief chase, there's a, <gasps> you guys start chasing it down, and it's a it's about an hour of just like chasing and merging and running. And <laughs> oh no! I'm really I'm I have tiny little stubby legs. I'm not good at running. Janice picks you up. <laughs> oh, the the image of this in my mind is hilarious. All of us just, like, running after this deer for, like, an hour. And as you're running, Zagreus just turns to Haverford. So you're a dragon? Yeah. And you're just chill with that? Yeah. I mean, I have to be chill with that. That's what I am. I guess you're right. Sorry. Just, when I met you today, you seemed like a nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> but I'm also a dragon. I've just met a nerd dragon. Okay, cool. Just gotta, just gotta parse that one today. <laughs> Again, he's silent. <laughs> you guys have ever listened to Founders of Reka? Uh, Janice just goes, So are you staying? You know, if the spirit leads me. Y'all seem like a good lot. Spirit guides me, so tells me that that's the best thing to do. I'll stick around. Fuck, you wouldn't I like this. 
Wait, what? And then I was just like, fuck, he went left. Run. <laughs> Coco is just like having the time of their little puppy life. <laughs> just like happily prancing. Yeah, he's just he's bolting around. It's fucking nice, dude. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just having something to chase. Yeah. A very happy little dragon dog. And uh Haverford just goes like, if I could, if I brought out my wings, we'd have this cleared in no time. Why don't you, though? Ah, it's a forest. I wouldn't, I'd be causing too much deforestation to my own liking. I love him. Eventually, eventually, the stag sits at a clearing in the woods. Beautiful, icy white fur. Golden, well, brown but seemingly golden at the tips, that illuminating light at its horn. It seems like it always just has the sun in the center of it, any given. Oh. <laughs> a single tear falls down Rowan's cheek. So this, beautiful. This creature looks at all of you now, having given chase. It nods a little bit at you, kicks its foot into the floor, and vanishes. I didn't get a photo! You look at your rock, and it's there. Printed. Oh. How did I get a photo? You just, like, Rowan. You look at it, you feel it, and it's like fiery heat comes out of the rock. Huh. It's like a warm, uh, a warm feeling. Oh. I, I smile. Janice just goes, all right, but what did it leave us? It's our, it's our Christmas. Our thousand-year Christmas. I, like, <laughs> I kind of, like, hit him a little bit, oh. like, softly on the arm. <laughs> We're not getting loot. It's a good luck charm. Uh, Zagreus is like, yeah, Janice. It's all about the cultural significance. Oh, there's something on the floor. What? <laughs> Haverford is like, yeah, no, there's something on the floor. It's shiny. <laughs> what did I tell you? Drop. <laughs> you all kind of circle around it, and Rowan, it's a bag of holding. It's a bag of holding? Yep. But you, like, lift it a little bit, and it's heavy got some stuff in there oh wow okay okay you open do you open the bag yes as you open it there's like glowing aura coming from it this white glow and each of your friends just kind of compelled to walk just grabs not really sure why and rowan Hmm. you feel the Okay. Janice picks up this, like, pretty, like, this really pretty mandolin. Ooh. It seems to be made of some really nice wood, and when he picks it up, he strums it. Little tree starts. Oh. Janice is Oh, I love that. Huh. Strums a. I guess it's 
Guess it does count. He strums it again, and what happens? He strums it again, and it grows a bit more with each chord. And he... Oh. I guess this is pretty magical after all. That's adorable. It's like, you know that, that myth about, like, if you sing to plants, they grow faster? Yeah. That's cute. I like that a lot. Haberford grabs this little pen, and he, oh, it's like a locket, and he opens it, and he closes it, and just goes, <laughs> Brilliant. And he puts it in his pocket. The spirit has guided me. I believe I will be staying with you for quite some time. Aww. Uh, Zagreus kind of looks at you, Rowan, and goes, Oh, please, you first. Okay. Um, I will go forth and take an item. It's a ring. It, it's a very pretty golden ornate ring. With a little hummingbird made of jade on it. Oh. It is a... It is a magic item. It is called the Ring of Evasion. (laughs) It has three charges, and it gains 1d3 at dawn. And if you expend one, you get an advantage on dexterity savings. Oh, nice. Okay. So what you were talking about about your little halfling feet? Problem solved. Ha! Nice! Uh, Zagreus puts his hands into the bag, lifts them up, and it's different. There's no innate, seemingly, there's no, like, clear magical power it grants. But it's a forged in fire carving. A a molten steel forged like, replica. It can fit in the palm of your hand, but its image is undeniable. It's a phoenix. Mm. And he looks at it, and he kind of blows on it just a little bit, because it still feels hot to the touch. And instead of the typical red, it's like a blonde-colored-in metal. Mm. He kind of gives it a weak smile and just goes, <laughs> I guess it does now. <clears throat> oh. And so our scene oh. is gonna cut. Haverford has explained himself to Calum. Calum has offered Silver Dragon lodging anytime he chooses. He has a I've made him some tea. Yeah, you've made Haverford some tea to get his voice back. Uh Janice kind of gives you a kiss and says he's gonna oh. gonna go hang out for a little bit and he might meet up with you later for dinner. <laughs> He's gonna go get high with the <laughs> with Haverford. Why not? <laughs> uh, he goes like Haverford, you could live. Oh, truly, thank you so much, Janice. And he just goes, I like him. <laughs> I like him too. Uh, Zagreus kind of is holding on to the phoenix. Caleb takes a look at it and just goes, Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow is right. It knows, huh? White stag is a powerful thing indeed. Rowan, you took the bag of holding, right? Because that's just a useful thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Cool. Maybe figured you could fit all your granola bars in it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get back at me for that earlier joke. <laughs> 
Caleb just smiles and goes, but a blonde phoenix. Ain't that a thing. Ain't that a thing. I think that we can end it there, but I will say that, like, shortly after this, I would pull Calum and Zagarius aside and tell them about seeing Anna. I do think it's important that that this happens. Very briefly, but I do think it's important. Oh, okay. Because the two of them would respond to this with asking you the same question uh, that Calum asked Sari and Andre, you know, like, how did you feel? Are you sure? You know? Mm-hmm. And you, when you list out the same advice a third time, Caleb just cries. It is ugly crying, but it's happy oh. ugly. He just was like, the three people I trust most of give me the same pieces of news. Same half of not coincidence anymore what did he say it's not coincidence anymore mm-hmm. and Zagreus trying to be a bigger man you know trying to be the buff helper guardian but still a little mm-hmm. misty eye just kind of goes maybe it's why it gave us the phoenix Calum just gives Zagreus a hug oh the two hug each other for a little bit, then look at Rowan and just, Caelan goes, and you're sure? Yeah, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> well, I guess we know what our next order of business is. At least, what it has to start being. Zagreus nods a bit, just kind of like, affirmedly gives Caelan a Ropat, you know? Mm-hmm. And Caleb just kind of thinks about it for a minute and just goes, you know, there are some people who bend the world when but it's time to bend a multiverse. And that's where we're Hell yeah! <laughs> Arc 3!